Daniel. Do you want to do something fun for our third year anniversary? Yeah, how about a divorce? Uh, Hit the theme music. Yep. Top notch, Daniel. That's what they call a bit. Oh, shit. That's the kava, baby. That's the sound of a third year anniversary. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Slow readers. Today's your day. So is that is that uh, song actually from The Simpsons? No, like, is that, the, okay. that is Jens Lechman's own creation. I'm pretty sure I'm a... But isn't it based on that? Well, I think so, but then the song goes, the version in The Simpsons, the Michael Jackson one, is, um, it's more happy, like, happy birthday, birthday, Lisa, Lisa, it's your birthday. Okay, I don't worry. It's, actually, <laughs> it's been a long time since I hear this. Yeah. By here. the way, if anyone out there doesn't know who Jens Blechman is or that Simpsons episode, go fuck yourself. Get on it. Get this fuck this show is not going to get more accessible than this. Cheers. Cheers. Three fucking years. Three fucking years of this nonsense. Oh, man, I, I keep forgetting that when you sip um, Prosecco really strongly it's kava kava whatever mm-hmm. extra dry baby bubbly bubbly gabriel yes daniel this is slow readers your <laughs> weekly fast-paced literature podcast brought to you by books brought to you by reading brought to you by word brought to you by kava brought to you by uh, clothes hangers brought to you by magic brought to you by the closet brought to you by pro-trans people oh uh thematic i guess diving Um, right in diving right in getting really ahead of us gabriel yeah before we get into our subject of the day you take this towel uh, that we're building fine whatever uh that (laughs) we're building towards like uh towards to essentially let's let's pump the brakes here from okay 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 first off this is slow readers. I don't know if I said that. Already. You did say that. Did I? Yeah, we did the whole thing. Oh, I, I missed it. I completely blanked out on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is slow readers. Gabriel. Yeah. This is three years of this. We'll introduce ourselves in a moment. Sure, sure, sure. Three fucking years. Three years of this show. Yeah. And apparently the f- entire first year is not available on Stitcher. Probably. I don't get why. We should switch over to Anchor. Yeah, maybe we, well, we could probably do that. I mean, you know, why the fuck? So we're probably going to do that, guys. Uh, expect at some point, maybe like a little like announcement saying like, hey, listen, all y'all, we have like a new feed. Go over here for it. Yeah. Uh, you know, just deal with that. Or shit, maybe you know? <laughs> we let our terrible episodes die. We could. We could just let them go off into the distance. Yeah. We all we have copies, you and I. So if, you know, yeah. once once the Smithsonian takes us on mm-hmm. and, you know, they want to compile all our episodes, sure. we'll give them all the archives. Or or another way to look at that is that it's like um certain celebrities, they have that thing where like every tweet that's older than a year just immediately is deleted. That's smart. Which is which is like super smart. I mean, that's kind of we, we kind of have that going for us right now yeah i mean, I mean my, my primary concern also is that what if we're jennifer graying this what if what if people mm-hmm. love us for our nose and our and our shaggy dog podcasting well how about this i i'm very happy I, I i love the way that the early episodes are what i'm worried about is that there's like dozens there's like literally hundreds of hours of yeah. us talking that i don't know what we talked about it was basically <laughs> very little it's is it? <laughs> I think so. Well, I don't know. Let's talk like, about books. It's more like, yeah. Well, we'll talk about the, reading. In the early episodes, I don't know. We barely talked yeah, about books. Yeah, really, I mean, God. That, so that's the thing. That's what I'm worried about. It's like, I don't know what I said, and 
like I'm not worried about like we didn't it's say like, anything offensive like, or anything. Oh, shit, do you remember back when we were like Nazi supporters? Before yeah. like it's like oh shit, the reg- the regime changed now. No, but- my 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 ex girlfriend, who I'm very good friends with still, she reminded me that on an old episode of uh, Sex and Violence, the mm-hmm. old movie club podcast, I say so. I said some some kind of really crude shit like <laughs> about her at one point really well no it wasn't that crude it was just something like i'm sweating thinking about it <laughs> i was making a joke about how gross like 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 i like dudes are like i don't even want to repeat it because I, mean, I should repeat it, it also sounds well, like worse third, than it third is. anniversary gotta repeat it man yeah so Bring, um, dig this back up um uh, me and ryan um it's his birthday tomorrow it's to be honest. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, uh, rest in peace, Ryan Snyder. He like asked me if I'd like watch anything good lately, and I told him that I had rewatched The Handmaiden, the Korean psychosexual lesbian um con game film. Yeah, it was on the t-shirt. with my girlfriend at the time, uh-huh. and I made the very very crude joke, and it totally worked. <laughs> and like she repeated this to me like a year and a half later, like <laughs> you said that, and I was like, I'm such a fucking pig. <laughs> it was a joke, but well, it was terrible. And that's why he has it tattooed on his stomach. Yeah. Should we introduce ourselves? Uh, no. No, it's not going to No, do I'm it. kidding. Let's do it. Gabriel, who and what are you? Hello, everyone. My name is Gabe Mara. I'm not normally a gross person, You're but so I am gross. a comedian so every now and again. Apparently, when I do comedy, I get real blue and real depressing real fast. I'm a writer and a podcast producer, and I'm a, I bartend as well when bars are open. What about you, co-host? I'm Daniel Gonzalez, an audio producer, editor, writer, and an author of fiction. Of note! And this is So Readers. Yeah. And this is the end of the show. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Happy three years. Happy three years. That's the end of everything. Mm-hmm. Gabriel, we'll figure out by the, the end world. If, if there's going to be more episodes, because I don't know, three years could be the wrap. They get the big fucking wrap up bow thing. I can't yeah, really talk right now. Wrap up bow thing. I can't fucking do this shit. Yeah. Um, bubble, bubbly cocktails um, uh, make Daniel get real, <clears throat> real loose tongued. Yeah, real loose tongued. So I'll mm-hmm. be making crude jokes about handmade. And- yeah. God, that was so embarrassing. I'm so sorry, everyone. He's not. I'm like, I like, and also I brought up porn so much. I don't know. Yeah. You always talk about porn. Well, yeah, it's a wonderful thing. Yeah. But I mean, it is, but you always talk about it. I know, but I'm trying to break the stigma, Daniel. Yeah, I know. And you always talk about porn. There we go. See? <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, so that's it. This Didn't is we a... in our, in the first year of our show have a running thing or is that only in um, sex and violence? Where... No, that was, that was probably both to be honest. Yeah. We're the first person to bring up porn lost. Yeah, no, that that was definitely us. Yeah. Um, that, By the way, this is the only explicit oh. literature podcast out there on the market. We talk about porn. We talk about pornography. We make fucking crude ass jokes about the handmaiden. We talk about Madame Bovary a lot. Yeah. We get into the really seedy shit about Lady Shatterley's lover. I blanked out. What am I doing? I don't know. What are you doing? All right. I know. I wanted to bring up the notes for the. You're a writer of fiction. Gabriel, I am yeah. a. I am a writer of fiction. Yeah. Should be very. I mean, we've already been dicking around. But we've already been kind of loosey. I mean, what, why start now? Daniel, should we like reflect back a little bit? This being our third year anniversary. Oh, uh, this man. is our hundred and fifty second third, third episode. I think, yeah. Did um, you ever think we'd make? Actually, we had the conversation like last we week. Had, <laughs> we had all these fucking. We had the same exact reminiscences. Essentially, the same uh, uh, conversation um, like several weeks ago. Yeah, they, uh, several weeks. We did uh, our hundred fiftieth, hundred yeah, hundred fiftieth episode with extravaganza. Uh, One hundred years of solitude, right? Yeah, yeah, and like yeah, and. I think this is the curse of like all weekly shows that essentially yeah. oh every fifty episodes 
is essentially going to be very close to your year anniversary. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, all right. Never mind. Fuck it. Gabriel, fuck Three it. years, you know baby. What? Three years. You know how we celebrate How do we celebrate? Shit? We celebrate by talking about fucking wizard school. Hey, every 50 episodes, we talk about Harry Potter. Oh, no. Wizard yeah. Wizard school, parts one through seven, part five, part four. F- Part five. Part four. Which was also adapted into a film called Wizard School Parts 1 through 8. Mm-hmm. Part five. Part four. Part four. I mean, sorry. <laughs> Wizard School Parts 1 through 8. Part four. Goblet of Fire. AKA Harry Potter and Goblet of Fire, whatever. Yeah, whatever it's called. Gabriel! Oh, bye. How excited are you to talk about Wizard School? Um, I am. I don't know. We should like look. We should you know. I don't, I don't know what we say about Harry Potter every time, but every time we have our audio quality's improved. It's it's yeah true. Um, well, every time we talk about Harry Potter, it's it's a lot of the same conversation. It's it's me admitting that I was never into Harry Potter. You mm-hmm. saying that you like Harry Potter. Yeah, and then you tell the story about how like the first one you read was like book two or something. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I you know what? Let's let's take a trip down memory lane. Let's and for go me to down. Repeat Three years. The Harry Potter story. <laughs> All right, Daniel. Please tell the listeners how you first came around Harry Potter. Well, uh, as a kid who read, um, I read what? I read books, oh. and I I liked movies. I like I read comics. I did the gamut. Words on the page. Uh, that's it. Speaking yeah. of words on the page. Uh huh, Daniel. One of these days, I think my mother bought me from BJ's Warehouse. Sure. <laughs> uh, a copy of Harry Potter, uh, and the Chamber of Secrets. Chamber of Secrets. <laughs> Yes, which is which Harry- we did not read for the show. A.K.A. Wizard School Parts One Through Seven, Part, part two. two, and also known as I Am Tom Marvolo Riddle. Uh, sure, that's a reference, I guess. Yeah, uh, and you didn't read it. I don't know what you're talking about. There's a basilisk um, at one point. Yeah, I, that's the only things I. That's the only thing I remember. I remember Harry the, stabs a diary of a tooth. I, okay, I was gonna say I remember like the ghost party in the beginning. Kenneth Branagh's in it. Is Kenneth Branagh in? The, is Kenny Branagh in that? Yeah, he's Gilderoy Lockhart. What? He is um, uh, the 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 vainglorious, um, the fame-seeking Gilderoy Lockhart teacher of defense against the dark arts. That that name sounds as fake as the name Kenny Brana. Hey, all these names are so fake. So that's it. Uh, like uh, no, the um, so like I, I so my mother just like oh here's these books they're really popular and she gave them to me and I picked this up and I was reading it and I was like eh. It wasn't your thing. It, it wasn't much. my thing. I was like a legit kid, like in 1998, 9, 2000, maybe. You know, it would be like 10, 12. Like somewhere between like 11 and 13 or something like that. This mm-hmm. would have been. And I picked this up and I like just, I didn't get interested in it. Yeah. Um. So like, so I never got it. that's in... okay, Daniel. And, and like, I don't really remember. Hey, you tell Harry it's Potter. It's not your sin. You tell Harry Potter people this, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, because it's, you know, it's like the same thing with any other person who can't get into like a major like fandom. It's like Marvel movies, Star Wars. Those are the two big ones. Um, and Harry Potter. Yeah. Uh, where it's like it's like anyone who's just like, oh, I never really got into Star Wars, and mm-hmm. then someone, some neckbeard in the room will go, <gasps> Daniel. Look, I think Patton Oswalt has a bit about this, and honestly, I think the best thing about getting older that you and I were in our early thirties right now is we stopped getting angry about like pop culture mm. that like a couple of years ago would have been like, oh my god, this new Star Wars with like it's such blasphemy. And now I just don't give a shit. <laughs> it comes to, like the angriest I've been in a while about pop has been Spider-Man uh, Far From Home where I was like, Spider-Man has enough money to go to Europe? Okay, that's a new one. That and Cats. That and Cats. <laughs> oh no, Cats is a whole other thing where I loved it. Now, now anytime anyone wants to get mad about lore and being faithful to the source material, I'm like, yeah. who cares? It's all fake. It doesn't matter. Yeah, you you understand, especially with, especially with things like... Uh, 
especially like Star Wars, for example, like yeah. people act like I mean, like this has all been kind of thrown out the window by the by the time like the prequels are coming out. Yeah. Where it's like people were talking about like being faithful to like the canon and like the lore. Mm-hmm. And then you and then like you realize it's like, no, they're just m- making things up as they go along, which is yeah. fine for money. But like you can't like take it. Like, you can't be like, this yeah. doesn't refer you back to... You don't own yeah. this. I mean, I, that, that reminds me. We should really do an episode of... Uh, I, I think we should do a feature episode where we do Shadows of the Empire with our dear friends from the Whip Around podcast. I think it'll be a fun thing to do soon. Okay. Is that a book or is it a comic? It was a book, I believe. Okay. Uh, I think I know what you're talking about, but that's one of like, the big ones. Come no, at us, I, boys. I would love to do that. Fuck you, Whip Around boys. We're going to see. We, we have 50 episodes on you or something. We'll see how it goes. We'll make you eat our dicks. Yeah. Dick yeah. Lover Supreme, baby. Dick Lover Supreme. So, uh, so yeah, know. guys. Love the show as always. So that's it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. No, like, I just, I, I never. So, like, Harry Potter yeah. so all these, after all these that. angry Harry Potter people. I'm like, guys, chill out. Daniel doesn't have to read Harry Potter. It, it Yeah. You know, just, it never. But now you are doing it for the show. And I'm slowly getting into it. And I'm. You always, are? And I, well, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, kind of. I mean, I don't want to get, I want to get right, too far right. ahead into all right, it. That's fair. But, like, essentially, like, it is this thing where, like. Uh, I was betrayed my entire thesis there. Am I getting excited? <laughs> yeah. Jesus. But. No, that said, um, uh, it is it has been this thing where like I've been like really I've been fairly polite about like be- reading these Harry Potter's for the show. Yeah, like we read uh, the f- the first one, then yeah. we skipped the second one, went to the third one. Yeah, and then now we did the fourth one. Mm-hmm. And like here's here's the other thing is that like uh, not not to get too far ahead and whatnot. I'm I still have like shit to talk about with like rolling Gee. and shit, but but like uh, what does the K stand for? Uh, I'll get to it. Um, Creature crumplement. Uh, close. Uh, mm-hmm. It's <laughs> a clan. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, but no. Uh, the but like like the fr- here's the thing. Those f- for especially that first book. I do not like it. That's so funny. <laughs> I really don't like it. It is it is a it is very much like a kids book. I don't get anything. Is. I don't get anything out of it. It's made for ten year olds. Like uh like some of the adult characters are kind of interesting, but the stories the main like characters Snape are not interesting <laughs> like they're like as an adult to get into it yeah it's all it's all wish fulfillment fantasy yeah it, it, it is and also if I'm you sh- read that book and didn't wish you were a wizard then you then it wasn't for you yeah it, 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 exactly and i and i know that there's also like for example uh the podcast i always mention overdue <sighs> uh, uh, you mean guys. that not explicit literature podcast they're not allowed they're, they don't let themselves where, say things like but where brian and doug don't say the words like fuck what are their names? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You're the fan. I know. Jesus. I just, it's just it's the one guy and the They're other. Brian guy. and Doug now. Anyway, Harry Brian Potter and lover and non-Harry Potter. Brian lover. Doug is clearly Brian is the is the hard fantasy. Hey, a hard lover. fantasy yeah. guy. One of, He's read all the Robert Jordan books. One of you know he 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 is a huge uh, uh, fan of that and one of my favorite episodes because I have all the respect in the world for like Tolkien's books, sure. but I don't really I don't really enjoy I reading know. them as much. But I have a lot of respect for him. I still like him. I, it is like, it is something that I grew up kind of like with, like it has been the book in the house. You know what I mean? Yeah, I got you. My parents it, were the exact same yeah, way. Like my, my dad was a massive fan, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but apparently again, he, he like claimed to read them he, to He you? claimed to have read The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings entirely to, uh, to me when I was a kid. But, but were like, you, were you like staring off into space and sleeping the whole time? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I remember him reading Jurassic Park. I don't not remember him reading Lord of the Rings. But no, the long story short, like I have all the respect in the world, but I really get a lot of pleasure when um uh, if Doug is the fantasy lover, Brian and I think Brian's sister 
mm. uh, were guesting on the show and them just, I forgot, I think they're talking about, uh, I think they're talking about Fellowship of the Ring, the first book, and they're just like not into it. And like, they're just being like, like yeah, and this shit happens and like, whatever. <laughs> and Doug is getting like, all right, I'm going to not be offended. By I, thought Brian, I thought Brian is a fantasy <laughs> No, guy. Doug is the Doug is the fantasy, Doug is the fantasy Brian guy. is the guy who's like, he's the more laid back one. Sure, sure. Y- you'll know who their voices are just by hearing them. Gotcha. But anyway, I'm sorry. Uh, that's a bit of a tangent. We don't do tangents. Us? Right? But like, so anyway, uh, not yeah. I don't remember so my original So you were in a big Harry Potter person. You read the second book and then you just kind of dropped it because it didn't matter to you. Yeah, it. I didn't connect. And then everyone for about the next 20 years was like, you didn't read Harry Potter. And it was shocking. And, Myself and, included. And don't get me wrong. Like when, and not to pretend that I was the good guy in any of this, when everyone <laughs> would like, was like, you don't like Harry Potter? I'm like, no, nope, don't give a shit. And they'd be like, but Harry Potter's good. I'm like, don't give a shit. You know, Daniel enjoys a good bit of a, a potting, prodding, and poking. Potter, pottering, and pottering, and prodding. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. It, it, it could have been a pun. Pronging. If I could have thought about that, you're good with puns. I don't do that. Yeah, it's fine. Um, but yeah, no. So like, yeah. So like, so uh, you've been kind of getting more into it. Sort of. Uh, I, sort I admitted of. the last time during the third book, it's like at some point the the book the story finally had some depth in it. <laughs> yeah, once it's the, the, the storytelling gets more and more mature as Harry does. Yeah, it's a lot like some of these cartoons that me and you have been watching, such mm-hmm. as Adventure Time and uh, Steven Universe. Yes, indeed. Where like, they're kind of like funny games. And then at some point, like because the, the, the central character tends to like grow up, like literally grow up. Yeah. And like things get... Things are no longer like fun and games that become about responsibility and relating to your parents. Yeah, and it's really cool. I think that's yeah. that's that's what good children's entertainment does. Yeah, and it's, it's it grows. It's shocking how long form how well like especially something like shows like that can do it as well. And yeah. you start to see some of that kind of pop up in Harry Potter as we see Harry Potter himself like grow up and shit. Yeah, as, not not to go back to overdue, but mm. I do feel like like those uh, fuckers, this fucking bland mother. <laughs> the reason why like I'm like I he, he said the first three books are like the best books of all time or oh something? That, that fucking nerd all right <laughs> yeah so no. doug doug is uh, oh that's what i was gonna say i'm like the point doug doug is one of those harry potter fans and i understand this like like grown-ass adults and i think uh, uh one of they're uh, like our age aren't they oh i don't know uh probably um i think like even uh i forgot which one it was, it was i think it was aaron who's also from uh the white horse wild, white horses wild horses uh <laughs> aaron whitehead, uh-huh. aaron whitehead uh-huh. comedian yeah. actress also white person yeah. um <laughs> but like they're the same way where like they're obsessed with those books and they especially love like the early books and mm-hmm. it's like it's this thing where i don't the, the, i imagine what it is for them it's like when they go back to that first book yeah it is like it is like a return to home it is this warm nostalgic feeling that like you're when you're opening this up again and you remember that these stories that you love sure i guess it takes you back to a place where like oh you were discovering wonder and maturity and love and fantasy yeah and it allowed you to escape at the same time yeah did you have anything like that for you at that age i'm sure i do we i always think that angel alita i mean in a sense yeah i mean like the early stories i'm really not into as much but like it's like no it's kind of it's kind of like that and uh like people like star wars when they see that first one which is actually kind of a really slow movie it really is yeah right shockingly so i wonder if like the special edition's a little like like they, I think it's even more bloated. Some of those, some of those shots are just in fast forward. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> for for me, it's like it's like the old school anime, like the tsunami stuff that I still yeah. regularly rewatch. Dragon Ball Z, not because it's, I mean, it is that good yeah. in my opinion, but also it reminds me of a of a different time. Yeah, and of, uh, of like fantasy and escapism. And and I probably yeah I probably do that too. I I tend to I have like a perverse love for kind of like casting things aside like mm-hmm. at, really since I was a kid. I, Daniel loves leaving things behind. I mean I do. It's really fucked up. It's not sure. it's not it's it's not the best thing to do, but mm-hmm. um but no, I so like I tend to like for example like if uh 
when we when uh, the the whip around jerks yeah we're, we're talking we're burning uh, all the bridges today when phil was on a burning bridge cast the body yeah <laughs> but uh when we did like the the what was the, the the philip k dick thing where i was like a philip k dick quote or from evangelion yeah like i had like kind of warm fuzzy r- r- memories of being like hey, you were an evangelion guy i remember that. i was as, as like an actual kid like i remember wanting to be 14 which is the ages of like the 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 evangelion kids sure so like like i was that young and i wanted to be a spirit detective like Yusuke. Like what? From Yu Yu Hakusho. Ah, uh, I don't know what that is. It's so good. I, I never watched that. Actually, that, that one's actually still evergreen. It All totally right. holds up. All right. Uh, I mean, yeah, some things do, but things like Evangelion might, I might not be really into like angsty teen stuff anymore, yeah. you know? So but anyway, but like uh, things Harry like that, I, I imagine returning. Anyway, I'm sorry. We're going on long enough. Gabriel. It's our third anniversary. We're allowed. We're allowed to kind of sip our bubblies and shit and, yeah and but, so you're getting a little bit more into it this is the fourth one yes and you're starting to see the the character maturation but but gabriel before we actually discuss the book itself, oh yeah right if you don't mind we're I, a real podcast I, we're we're a real <laughs> podcast we do research and i don't think we've done this before um we started because like only in the past like 40 episodes or whatever maybe yeah. but like we started uh talking about the authors so now we're going to do one for uh, an author that everybody knows a lot more about than me. Mm-hmm. Dude, did you realize her name is Joe and then it's KR? She's the Joker. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking stupid. Jesus. My blood. Jokeling? 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 Is that Nick Kroll's new character? Yeah. Uh, so for this, I'm going to tell you a little bit about J.K. Rowling. Sure. Which you you probably know more than about her than I do. I, maybe? Honestly, not to not to like sidetrack us again. Uh-huh. I've I've only had the most casual love of Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. I read the books whenever they came out. I read them within like two weeks of the release mm-hmm. because I never wanted to buy them. I just borrow a friend's copy. Mm-hmm. I wasn't fervent enough to need to read them immediately. Yeah. I would casually wait as like for someone to loan me their copy, and so like. People who are like like diehards, like big old boners for Harry Potter. Uh-huh. They're, that's not me either. I just think the books are a lot of fun. Yeah, they're good page turners. I, I I like them like as much as I like like Kenji Gennaro books. We we were also I like about, those more actually. Yeah, totally. Um, they're, they're good books, totally. Except for that last one, I fucking hate it. Yeah, well, boy, <laughs> that fucking sucks. sacred, sacred is terrible. Um, Come on, but, Dennis. But uh, yeah, um. Uh, yeah, also, so I don't we're, know much we're about like, Joe Rowling other than the fact she was homeless or something. Yeah, at one yeah, point. okay. Well, like, and she hates trans people. Uh, yeah, I'll get to that. Um, so like, I, I only want to do like some kind of like like basic kind of knowledge and everything like that, sure. and maybe possibly relay some uh stories I've heard like through other people, not people I know, but like I've watched Stephen King talk about like Rowling and everything sure. like that. How yeah, Dumbledore he, is gay. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that Stephen Fry thing where like you know pocketed so, it. Yeah, pocketed it, which is by the way in this book. Yeah, I saw yeah. that. Uh, I heard it, and like, and she yeah, also it's... writes the words "chink of light" a lot, which is weird. What? Like, um, not to get ahead. Um, I enjoy reading these books, <laughs> and I found them for free online on PDF. Oh shit! And I have a lot of free time because the world's ending, <laughs> and I've been rereading book five because also I work at a bar where I don't do anything, so I sit there and I read the books. And she frequently uses the phrase "a chink of light," which is like she means like a little little spot of light peeking through a window is that like like the literal definition of ch- like chink i think it means like, like, like a little spot you know like, like a chink in armor yeah so like a, 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 chink, a, a little bit chink it's, in the it's armor. so it like it my head gets a rush from saying the word too much it's like that feels weird yeah it's I, I feel like we're doing the um uh the c-lab thing where they're talking about black debbie but it's 
Black Debbie. <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm sorry. Go on, Daniel. <laughs> so, sorry, so, I interrupted you. JK, no, no problem. Hey, this is a tangent. Third fucking years, man. Wild tangent games. That's not a sentence. Uh, so, <laughs> Joanne Rowling, that's her That's her full actual name. Joanne She has Rowling? no middle name. What about the K? Uh, K stands for, I believe, Catherine. Oh. Uh, which was basically, I'll, I'll get to that. Well, actually, well, I'll just get to it now. Just kidding, Rowling. Uh, is that basically, she was told by her publisher, and this is one of those things I kind of heard otherwise, is that basically her publisher was saying, like, you're, you're, you have, um, you have a book coming out and she her story is a classic rags to riches Yay. where in like 1990 she had the idea for the book and it took seven years for the first book to actually come out sure and like in that stage she was like she got divorced she was a single mother raising a kid in essentially poverty just her, like jewel her mom died uh just like jewel yeah just like jewel i guess <laughs> um but basically like yeah it, so like and then the first book came out and it like immediately started gaining traction and then it like only snowballed until it became Harry Potter, you know? Yeah. Um, but the, the other thing is that like when that was being published, uh, Scholastic, which I believe bought the rights in the, the U S was like preparing a massive marketing wave. Like, like mm-hmm. they were like this, this book series has a potential to be a huge hit. We're going to handle this right. So it went through a lot of like, like kind of like think tank, like, Hey, we want to make sure this hits all this, you know, hits all the checks and everything. And one of the things they told a uh, Rowling who uh, had been using the JK Rowling uh, pseudonym, I think sure. already, but, uh, they told her it's like classic Joe, you have, you have an adventure story that you want to sell to both boys and girls and it start and it has a boy main character. Mm-hmm. If a woman is credited as writing this, it will probably make something like 15% less money. That is very grim and probably very accurate. It is very true. Parents will look at this, especially in the 90s, right? Yeah. Uh, and that parents will look at this and be like, oh, I want to buy my uh, boy this book. It's about a boy written by a woman. All right, all right. You know, yeah, completely fair. I mean, like I've talked at length in the past about how, um, you know, one of my favorite movies of all time is Dirty Dancing. Mm-hmm. And as uh, as recently as being like age 25, I didn't, I never watched it because I thought it was a girl's movie. Yeah. And I'm like an enlightened dude. I, did, I perform in drag and I still didn't want to see it because of a weird bias. Yeah. You, you have those. It, it's, it's especially in terms of buying things off of a shelf. You have yeah. like those impulses that even you don't fully understand. You mm-hmm. know, you, you still carry around those prejudices and everything yeah. like that. By the way, prejudices, not a word. It really, fuck it, it really annoises me. Wow. Annoys me. <laughs> <laughs> that really annoises me. Which you know what not, I'm saying? That was not a pun. That was just me not being able to talk. Anyway. Fair enough. Uh, so she is UK's best-selling author, period. Wow, more than like Agatha Christie? Yeah. I guess that makes sense. Uh, she's noted in 2016. Uh, like Agatha Christie might have been like best-selling like life, like lifetime, aka she's dead. Doctor Who made a really big deal of the fact that Agatha Christie's books sold like a bajillion copies. Yeah, and I'm sure it did. But There's an like, episode where he meets her and they fight giant bees. The the thing is though is that uh, Agatha Christie got nothing on Rolling Man. Well, she's dead. <laughs> she's dead too. Uh, she's noted uh, in 2016 as being the 197th richest Brit. Um, she's been listed right. as Times Person of the Year in 2007, the year that the last Harry Potter book came out. Sure. Uh, she's also a philanthropist and screenwriter, producer as well. Uh, she's the world's first billionaire writer. I wrote down producer. That's not right. <laughs> <laughs> How did that happen? I, don't know. I, I, I saw the word producer up there. Um, so yeah, like she, like she is insanely. She she is a true like like knocked it out of the park success story. Yeah, right? no, she's she's one of the best selling authors. 
period. Period. And yeah. she came out of nowhere. She made this whole creation, yeah. despite the fact mm-hmm. that Troll, the movie, had Harry Potter and the word Hogwarts in it or something? Something like that. I don't know. Whatever, it doesn't but, matter. Who, yeah, I don't, I don't trust anybody saying that. Um, yeah. Well, one else yet. Let me, let me relay one of the other really great stories. Relay it, guy! Uh, from uh, Stephen Fry as well. Um, he has two really great ones. One about was, like, the... the 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 myth like the story being passed around that he uh he was, it was too hot shit to read um yeah. sorcerer's philosopher's stone yeah and and he he was kind of shrugging it off and he was he went he told the author it's like hey do me a favor i'm gonna i'm like contractually obligated to like read all the books like there's this line harry potter pocketed it pocketed it pocketed it uh and like can you not write it's really hard to say and like rowling's reaction is that she included in every book afterwards yeah which steven sorry says like that's literally not true yeah <laughs> like no i didn't say that and that sentence is not in every book it's in this book yeah but definitely. uh but not the other ones uh the other one was that he was at a a, a signing with her at a bookstore mm-hmm. and he said he noticed that like people would come in and they would give her like envelopes like all these oh yeah saying everything like that and like before she actually was like going to put out her hand to accept something. And like one of her rep, like one of her people like grabbed it before it touched her hand saying, thank you so much. And then like, and continued to do that throughout the entire signing. Yeah. So like there was a pile of like envelopes, some of them like actual, like manila, like fucking envelopes, like huge things, right. Filled with stuff. Yeah. And like, and I think like Rowling and Fry were kind of, Fry, Rowling was also like kind of annoyed. She was like, what are you doing? Why are you, why are you just grabbing these out of her hands? You know? Mm-hmm. And like, apparently afterwards, like the person was like, um, a good deal of those are going to be suggestions about what to do for like the later Harry Potter stories. Yeah. And because there's such like an immense like volume of suggestions is that some of them might be partially true just by happenstance Yeah. to prove that you are not like legally liable for that is that we can prove that you never opened them you literally didn't even touch them yeah so like yeah (laughs) yeah it's a weird bit of the reality of creating art that you might have the best ideas but you can't it's it's why like a you if you write a spec script for a tv show you want to write on odds are you're not going to get hired for that show even if they love it because if they use even a fraction of your idea they owe you money and they're not going to do that yeah this is why like anytime like there's a successful movie someone's going to be like you read my script i'm going to stole my idea happened with stargate happened of creed Oh yeah, Creed. Yeah, too. some some guys like oh, I had an idea where the son of Apollo Creed fights Drago's son. It's like, <laughs> yeah, buddy, I bet you did. It's I think like we all fucking thought that. Yeah, we all we all figured that could have happened. But I, I have an idea where Superman fights Batman <laughs> and they stole it. Yeah, exactly. Come on, guy. Like, I, I, like one of the really awful ones is uh, *Leader of Strange Gentleman* the movie because Oof. like Alan Moore, the writer of the comic, was brought in and he said it was the worst experience of his life because people are trying to prove that he somehow stole from them so that these other people could make an atrocious movie adaptation out of his story. So yeah, yeah. I'd want to bail forever from that. Too. Um, and also like apparently uh, uh, the UK is very weird with its uh, paparazzi and it's like, you know, like celebrity journalism. Sure. And for JK Rowling to be, hey, as, they killed Princess Diana. Yeah. They killed her. Right. I was in, that was in Italy. Oh, was it France? I, think? <laughs> I don't remember. Anyway, it was France. I think so. Um, but, uh, well, I mean, it's kind of, like, really weird in Europe where, like, they're super aggressive and such. And, like, Jeez. she had, like, 50, ca- 50 open cases with, like, the press by 2011. My God. Some of them are really fucking serious and, like, creepy as shit where, like, uh, like a journalist, like, put, like, snuck in a, a note to her through her five-year-old kid's, like, backpack. Ooh, things like, like that. Things like that would happen where it's, just, like, it's, like, so crossing the line. So, yeah. anyway. Um, anyway. Uh, so, yeah, uh goblet of fire this one mm-hmm. 
It was published simultaneously in the US and the UK on July 8th, 2000. I believe it's the first one to get like a... 2000? Yeah, 2000. Wow. Um, also up until that point, because uh, I think the first like like books two and three came out like a year after the previous book. This one had the like the longest development at that point. Yeah. Until the next book, which actually was three yeah. years. The first three books came out and then I think it's this Harry Potter mania didn't begin until after book three. Yeah. That's when it exploded. And then everyone was waiting with the bated breath for book four to for, come out. For the longest wait, which was two years at that point. Two years? That's forever. Two! Two! Uh, it sold 372,000 over that much copies in the UK on its first day. My God. Uh, which was about the total number of copies of uh, Prisoner Azkaban sold during its first year. Wow. Um, it sold 3 million copies in the U.S. within 48 hours of its release. Adds up. Excuse me. Um, Gross. The title of Goblet of Fire was a last-minute selection. It's it an- used to be the Triwizard Tournament. It actually originally was supposed to be uh, Harry Potter and the Doomspell Tournament. Doomspell, that's right. And then it, and then it came down to either, uh, uh, as you said, Harry Potter and the Triwizard Tournament and Goblet of Fire, and she selected Goblet of Fire because she said it had like a cup of de- destiny feel in it. You know, sure. It, whatever, so it's like, okay, cool. Yeah, it's up. Who cares? Uh, this also is like the first of the longer Harry Potter books. Yeah. Um, basically, for reference sake, the last book, Prison of Azkaban, is 116,000 words, which is actually like a pretty good sure, length. That's, 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 that's three Great Gatsby's? Yeah, roughly. Yeah. Well, it's like two and a half. Okay. But it's like, it's like a good length book, sure. right? It's long. I would not call it short. Uh, Goblet of Fire, however, is 201,000 words. <clears throat> so, yeah, I mean, that's pretty fucking long. Uh, it's a long book. Rowling said she knew this was going to be longer since she wanted like to expand the world as the characters were growing up more. Yeah. Um, she said that this was the most difficult one to write uh, up until this point. I think the next one was proving longer. Yeah, I feel like <clears throat> these were hurting her as she got older. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where, like, she said as much where I think to write like the final book, she had to like literally... Lock herself in a hotel room? Yeah, she had to get in a hotel room to like be out side of her home and herself and who she is and like the thing and everything like that just to focus on it sure um she wanted to take time expanding yeah, i know her already uh <laughs> she noticed she noticed a plot hole halfway through writing which also ex- like took the time and everything like that what was that uh i don't know what that is damn uh she wrote however she wrote chapter nine the dark mark uh thir- 13 times apparently Interesting. because like she couldn't get it wrong also i don't remember that chapter <laughs> yeah i listen to the audiobook guys all right I'll to be to fair also i feel like this is one of the like, i mean they get a little more convoluted as they get older. I mean, yeah. um, Rowling's always like been about like, oh, Harry Potter books are mystery stories, and that's why yeah. she ended up going to do the the Galbraith books. Okay, not to get ahead of it, but she does say that, right? Yeah. Okay, because I'm always shocked uh, by the time like I'm the, pretty sure she said that. By the time I read the third book, I was like, like, you, do Harry Potter fans know that these are essentially mystery novels? Like, yeah. before anything, right? They do know that. I believe so. Okay. I think Be- by now, I hope because like I I wouldn't yeah I mean I, I feel the 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 reveal even as a, even as a kid reading this the reveal of who who is the culprit yeah I was like what <laughs> who yeah and, and even now rereading it as a thirty two year old man I'm like that's not very well telegraphed it's yeah it's more like it, it, like okay I won't get too far ahead yeah. the plots are very like like. Like murder mystery, yeah. like like plot, like pot boiler essentially. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's the actual plots themselves. There's like red herrings and shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, rolling, so that the best, the the, the biggest. Rolling. Thing. All right, now we're gonna get into it, right? Oh man! Um, so because there's this thing that's been going on for the past several months. What? Uh, let's start from the beginning. So Rolling said that the biggest thing of this novel in particular, including like the entire. Uh, 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 book series uh, alone, except mm-hmm. for the book, apparently. Oh, the movie, I'm sorry. The movie. <laughs> uh, 
Um, the one of the biggest themes is bigotry. Um, which, oh. And like, so yeah, like she like she's uh, she has lots of quotes talking about how like she's like she thinks that bigotry is like the biggest evil in the world. Yeah, the um, the, the Death Eaters are Nazis. Yeah, that, straight up. And she's she's had like spats. She's kind of had some kind of like limp dick kind of like, hey, remember that Dumbledore? The books came out several years ago. By the way, he's gay. He's gay. <laughs> he's gay. You didn't see it. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, Jude Law, Jude Law and uh, and Johnny Depp. They're fucking. They're fucking. You just don't see it. You didn't see it. Yeah. Um, it's cool. So like, it's kind of. I, I believe. Um, I forgot what the the uh 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 the in red letter media they call they refer to like Disney as kind of like kind of like also limp dick kind of being like hey this will feature a gay character the first gay character and but, like you know. Beauty and the Beast like uh uh Josh Gad just kind of like looks at some dude he for dances a with a guy for like three seconds yeah for three like in the background or something yeah, like that if that um but like uh they refer to this kind of um like kind of like pseudo progressivism as passive progressive yeah that's pretty cool so like that's really clever that's kind of another way to kind of describe like kind of her reaction she has she's a very much she's a very like public figure so she yeah. she, she really throws her weight around she gets into arguments uh, like with people like like the catholic church i think it was the catholic but like they said like probably like, like oh if a. Uh, if like Dumbledore and that other person are like gay, like we wouldn't, allow, we would boycott the books. And she was like, "Fuck off, whatever." Cool, you know? I don't care. She, I'm, yeah. I'm Jakey fucking. She's rolling. like, "Suck my dick." I uh, could buy the church. I could, I could buy the church. I could buy the Vatican. Game over, bro. It's gonna be the next Wizarding World of Harry Potter. And Pope in his pulp castle is being like, "We can't fight her. <laughs> we can't she's fight her. Powerful. We're too weak." So. That's it. So she's yeah. kind of like been like a frustrating kind of like like all right, she means well. Um, however, so this the is, thing happened. This thing happened, and again, Robert Kennedy is apparently one of her huge uh, heroes to the point where Robert uh, her, Kennedy, uh, yeah, Robert Kennedy specifically, the brother RFK. Wow. Yeah, uh, because like for example, the pseudonym Robert Galbraith, which she uses oh, yeah. to publish uh, her mystery store stories, uh, that Robert comes from Robert Kennedy. The cuckoo. So, like, yeah, she's been saying this. However, in 2019, something very complicated, I didn't really pay attention to until, like, today when I was doing this research mm-hmm. came out. I, th- I was the one who pointed it out to you. Yeah, you, you pointed it out to me. And I was kind of, uh, and I was kind of shrugging it off because it's like, like, ah, eh, because, like, Stephen King also tweeted something that was, like, I think it was him just being, like, I tweeted something and, like, fuck, I didn't mean it like that shit. Where, like, he said, like, I don't judge a story by, like, the the the, the color or race or gender of the person who does, uh, yeah. like, writes it. Which it's, like, I think he meant not that way, you know? So, like, I was, like, eh, whatever. Yeah. It's tweets. In terms <laughs> of, like, shitty things to say, that's not very shitty. Yeah. It's, like, he didn't, like, I'm sure he didn't necessarily, like, mean it in like uh, like yeah he's a very progressive person uh, it's it's a tweet you know i don't yeah. treat tweets very seriously mm-hmm. that's it uh so like yeah in 20 in december 2019 uh she tweeted it in response uh supporting a woman named uh maya forstatter forstatter i think her, her name is pronounced uh-huh. uh forstatter was uh suing her former employer which is like in the like a government position for like not renewing her contract essentially firing her for tweeting something that was essentially that was like kind of like viewed as being like anti-transgender language. Do you do you do you know what the tweet said? Uh, actually, I did read it. I can I probably look it up. I, I instead I wrote down a uh, 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 Rowling's tweet. Oh dear. Uh, but basically it was some like, yeah. I'll get to this moment. So like in this like her uh, Rowling's like she tweeted in December. Uh, this is literally the tweet, right? Dress however you please. Call yourself whatever you like. Sleep with any consenting do- adult who will have you. Live your best life in peace and security, but force women out of their jobs for stating that sex is real? Hashtag, I stand with man. Hashtag, this is not a drill. 
So, and like, so it's like, she's really like kind of like taking a, a stance here. And uh, apparently, uh, so like that There's happened. There's a difference between sex and gender. So she received widespread criticism, like immediately from the human rights campaign, Glad and like fans and critics alike. Uh, she's been accused because this is a term I wasn't very familiar with. And I, and I think this is like very real here. She's been accused of being a quote, trans exclusionary radical feminist, a.k.a. Yeah. a turf. Yeah. Which is basically like they're like they're feminist they're a small like group of feminists essentially who basically take the idea that like a woman can't be a man or can't become a man you know it like they're they're really hard on that Mm -hmm. and like it's kind of like the language i think that was in that woman's text uh, the forced adders tech uh text not tweet um was something like like why are we why are we pretending to like accept that men can do this just to protect their feelings or whatever Hmm. so like you know, like I, I, I kind of thought that it was something being like, like, ah, eh, whatever. It's a tweet that's being blown out of portions. But instead, like, she's really kind of like saying and like, like, gun down on. She's it. She's made her point. You well, know, they don't. Like, I, I don't. I haven't looked so. I didn't do any of the research. Yeah. And you know, when I, when I see news that disgusts me, I don't follow up on it because I don't care. Yeah. Um. Has how has Rolling um responded to the criticisms? I don't know if she's really has, has she responded? not because no. I assume I would have read a response. I just she, didn't look for it. Here's the funny thing: is that kind of like a lot of people. Um, she a, a lot of people who are like celebrities, right? Like, uh, she's actually like not a very like she doesn't like doing interviews. She doesn't like being a public persona. Sure, yeah. She's adopted it, and she's definitely used her position very well. Again, she's like a philanthropist. She's like a yeah. hard fucking. I don't know what her right? voice sounds like. I, I've heard her voice. I forget what it sounds like. Though. I know it's even Stephen King's voice sounds like. But like, <laughs> yeah, we all know what old dirty Stevie old dirty. sounds like. Hey, you guys watch The Wire? And we all know what George R. R. Martin. It's me, George R. R. Martin. Like that. <laughs> That's a terrible impression. In my mind, he sounds like um, like Brain from Picking in the Brain. <laughs> No, it's it's really high pitched. Two, it's really. But um, but no, I, I actually don't know if she's really responded. I, I not as much. I like. I think like she might have tweeted something that was kind of like back, like backing up what she said. I think yeah. it was all about like I hate how like uh, like she's like sticking up for like saying like I can't believe uh, like again a woman is being fired for basically like kind of like taking a stance, and again like with you know you could have just said nothing joe with both sides on the on the on the gender issue and in, in this and tr- and trans people is that like you know both of them are saying it's the like like the science is on our side so like yeah it, but it's yeah uh, so like it's it's yeah it, it would have been safer to say nothing joe it would have been safer and i think she's basically been saying nothing which might be the best thing because been, this yeah. this had a very small sentence on her wikipedia i kind of was reading like i was reading like the links and everything which is how i got yeah. like the tweet and, and whatnot so i'm sure people out there also like kind of like with a lot of admirers uh you know they're they're kind of like gauging whether because like we're we don't give a shit about about her like caring about like rolling you know as much yeah like what she says whatever it's like oh that's a shitty thing but like we're not battling it's like but i love harry potter yeah this this like harry potter again turning any any bit of fiction into your religion is a quantifiably stupid idea or basing your identity on it is extremely dumb in my opinion yeah but like so what a rich writer said about a thing not a cool thing to say. It doesn't affect me. Yeah. And I, mean, it, I, I continue to st- support trans rights. Yeah, support trans rights. Woo! So, um, not my, my, the, the sum total of my reaction is not cool, Joe. Not cool. Could have done, uh, could have done better. Not Ooh. cool, Joe. Yeah. yeah. People look up to you. 
That's yeah, and that's it. And listen, all the sexy like, like cosplay women I follow, like I'm following Instagram who love Harry Potter are all like, I don't know what to do about this. Yeah, I mean that's you know uh, some people out there. I'm trying to think if there's any like if any of like the weirdos I like are, have been <clears throat> you know hashtag canceled. <laughs> um, but like you know, it, it's kind of a bummer when someone you like and admire does something like really crosses that line. Yeah. And again, like maybe for this, it's like it's really just like like uh, she does a lot good, and it's like that one shitty thing that she's like. Yeah. By the way, hate black people or something like that. You know, yeah. you're just like like Ugh. can't excuse it. <laughs> it was a bad thing. Yeah. Mm. It's hard to say. And I like a lot of fucking weirdos who I would never, like, wear a shirt of things that they say, you Yeah, know? God, no. Like, fucking Cormac McCarthy is a radical conservative. Like, yeah, he's... Like, there's, a, like, if in... Uh, I keep forgetting this. In No Country, there's, like, whole sections where, like, you're in Sheriff Bell's mind and he's, like, super conservative. Yeah. So, like, there's a whole section where he, like, confronts a woman about her, like, abortion abortionist yeah. stance and you're just like, like, all right, whatever. No, like, Daniel, like, so, um, uh, we're running a little long. But I have a tangent that's kind of been really, like, weighing on me. Do it! Okay. So last night, I finally, finally watched Hannah Gadsby's Nanette. Have you seen it? What? I'm Hannah sorry? Gadsby. She's um, she, um, a comedian from Australia, Tasmania. She had a stand-up special called Nanette that came out last year. Okay. And it's this, like, very funny and also brutally incisive and dark, like, her true story of, like, suffering from, like, like, like sexual oppression and abuse and identity and letting people get away with these things. And Uh it was, it was fucking harrowing. (laughs) I burped. I said that. Sorry. Sorry, Hannah. We're all a little drunk. I'm sorry. Yeah. So it was harrowing. And like, you know, her part of her thesis is that like, you don't let people get away with this. You always speak up. Like Picasso was kind of a shitty guy. Yeah. All these, all the great men have been shitty, but you don't, cast it aside just because they were great men you confront them for it and even if nothing comes of it at least you confronted them with it yeah and i'm watching this and i'm like roiling in my stomach because not that i've done horrible th- maybe i don't know i have not um i remember reading please kill me the uh the the um, the oral history of punk rock uh-huh and many 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 punk rock legends mm-hmm. like iggy pop um, multiple Ramones. Um, like, all these people are like, oh, yeah, no. I was having sex with all these 14-year-olds during my prime. And it's like... Uh, and and I, prime was what age? Oh, God. They were, like, in their, like, late 20s. Yeah. And so it's like, and, you know, these are... Like, and it was a really weird thing back then. Like, there's, like... I'd love to do that book for the show. It's just a, a long and hard read. You're, like, these famous, like, like these famous legendary groupies. Like, uh-huh. like almost famous. Like, the Penny Lanes and such. These are all underage girls who are fucking rock stars. Because they knew how old they were. They just didn't care. Yeah, and... And as much as I don't want Iggy Pop to be canceled... Mm-hmm. Is it not our responsibility to call out these things that happened? <laughs> anyway, Harry Potter. Harry, so Harry Potter. No, I mean, like you know, that's always, that's always, that's always st- st- not that's sticky. <laughs> it's kind of like it's that thing where it's like I don't know. I, I also have like a different. I have the reaction of basically being like, like I, I know all because like you know I 
all my like unfortunately like all the people like who like inspired like art that i like or whatever yeah. are all like white guys from the 20th century yeah and they were they were all probably monstrous to us to some degree and let's be honest also the latin americans let's be honest oh, of course i'm no, sure everyone it's not just the white men yes it's 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 it's, it's more often than not it's, it's almost always the men the men of the world yeah only rarely do you ever get like a marion bradley the i forget her full name but the woman Ooh. who wrote a miss of avalon who I oh yeah 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 about, which is which is super which is very unfortunate and also that doesn't you know obviously it's very disproportionate where like yeah it's the man you know whatever but like again men are men have shitty role models they do no Uh, and we men get away with these things because we don't want to tarnish and then and yeah they get away with things that's so you're tying it back it's like it's not it's not okay what jk rowling said yeah but but I, hey, she's. I, I mean, I think her fans have been taking her to task. At least I hope so. Anyway. Yeah, and and again, like you know, uh, uh, like I can appreciate the art that some of my dudes have put out. Yeah. Without, and I don't worship the guy because all people aren't like, you know, Jim Harrison isn't a role model. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. Um. That's why I can appreciate him and his memoir talking about like being like I was an old gross. A uh, uh, university professor, and I was fucking all the students. Yeah, and like, and my wife chased me into the fucking woods with a shotgun because she knew I was there with one of the students. That's pretty funny. And and like, yeah, I mean, I don't think he ever like raped anything or anything like that. Yeah. But like, clearly he's in you know, position yeah. of power, or whatever. But like, yeah. but he's also said he also says like immediately afterwards, it's like, listen, I got away with this. Like, you can't get away with that anymore, nor should you, because yeah, feminism absolutely changed things. And it's like that's how it is, guys. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so like it's, moral of story, everyone try to be better. Try to be better, especially you guys. Moving forward, especially you dudes out there. Especially you guys. Especially bros. They are running really long. Gabriel, I think we know what we should do. What's that? I think we should actually go to break. Okay, let's play the game. When we come back, then we're gonna talk about Goblet of Fire. Okay, sounds good to me. All right, Gabriel, throw us the break. And we're back. Hi, everyone. That was a heavy conversation. That was a heavy conversation. I am worried about how long this episode is going to be. It's our third year anniversary, Daniel. It's all cool, bro. We got this shit. By the way, if you made it this far and you didn't know, I think it's the first time in a while. If you want to scroll down, there's show notes to show what's going on. Because I just convinced Daniel that after this segment, Uh Daniel's going to take a sorting hat test on the Wizarding World app. Which was, by the way, my number one problem. With all of Harry Potter, really the Sorting Hat? <laughs> yeah, I fucking hate the Sorting Hat. Oh, what interesting. Of, what a bunch of horseshit. We'll talk about that you afterwards. You just put on your fucking head, and the thing goes. By the way, kid, this is your fucking future. That sounds terrible. Well, apparently that's a thing that happens in schools in England, except it's not. Yeah, quite it, to this degree. It also is like kind of like a, a bad representation of like the American school system, where well, essentially it's, not the it's like American as a kid system. they go. By the way, you're this smart, and yeah. you're like, am I? And they go. Yes. Yeah, well, we'll get into it in a minute. Okay. Anyway, Daniel. Fucking horseshit. We're doing a special third year anniversary game. Third year. Daniel, okay. rem- do, do, do you remember 2017? No. The year we started this show? Not at all. Things were pretty fucking crazy. Not as crazy as now. But Daniel. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. You know that you're, you know that Gaby. I almost said your Gaby. Your uh, Gaby, baby. Kinda, your Gaby loves a bit of wordplay. Oh, boy. <laughs> and I brought back the game I did last time because I like it so much because it's easy for me to do. Okay. We're going to do a little bit of wordplay, Daniel. And what's going to happen is right. I'm going to read the description of a best-selling book that came out in 2017. However, mm-hmm. I changed the title by only 
one letter. Okay. I did not add a letter. I did not subtract a letter. I just changed one letter. Okay. So the description of the book now matches the new title. How many are are, are there of these? Nine. Ugh. <laughs> God damn it. All right. You probably, you'll be fine. I you know put these things. Music under all these. Yeah. <laughs> get it together, bro. Oops. Oh, yeah, Roger that. Roger that indeed. All right, fuck wild. Let's get this shit rolling. Come all right, on. Daniel. Okay, here we go. Cue yeah. to music. That's the music. Shuffle, shuffle. In this blistering novel from Celeste A, a small war erupts in the idyllic suburb of Shaker Heights, Ohio, over the adoption of a Chinese baby girl. Affluent Elena Richardson finds herself at odds of steely artist Mia Warren as they battle over heritage, class, and employment. Daniel, what's that title? With one letter. Wait, why'd you change? I'm sorry. I know it's one little, letter. Little fires everywhere, right? Yeah. Uh, say, say it again. <laughs> okay. In this blistering novel from Celeste Ang, a small war erupts in a small like, suburb of Shaker Heights, Ohio, over the adoption of a Chinese baby girl. Affluent Elena Richardson finds herself at odds of steely artist Mia Warren as they battle over heritage, class, and employment. Employment. Um. Can't be little files everywhere, right? No, that's okay. file man. From right. last week. I was gonna say the file man and you with your fucking files. <laughs> God, whatever. Uh, I knew it. Uh, I give up. <laughs> Daniel, the answer was little hires. Everywhere. Uh, you said it, actually. I did? Yeah, you're like, a little higher, a little oh, higher. I wasn't, I'm like... My mind wasn't actually thinking. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Okay. Cutie music. Cutie music. Keep score also, please. Okay. Oh, I didn't... Hold on, sorry. Um, forgot the most important No, it's too late. Keep going. Come on. <laughs> I'll take it. There you go. That's so long. <laughs> Here's your next one. Okay. In this powerful and whimsical tale of death, ghosts, spirits, and history... George Saunders paints a tale of our 16th president as he visits his deceased son. Ghosts look on, argue, fight, and come together to support the president and his addiction to Never Not Funny. Uh, Lincoln in the Pardo. Come on, burpee. Come on, burp boy. <coughs> come on, burp boy. Don't cough. Oh, he's got the corona. He's got the corona. 100% Guys, he's got the corona. Oh, I opened up the wrong app. Ah, uh, fuck. He's fucked up. Here we go, he's here fucked we go, it here up. Here we go. All right. <laughs> Correct, Daniel. It is Lincoln in the Pardo. All right, Jimmy Pardo. Hands on buzzers. My boy. Okay. Okay. No, I was referring to Pardo. Okay, yeah, that's right. No, I love that show. Next one. Yes. David Grant tells the gripping true story of the Osage Native American tribe. The awful murders committed over their mineral rights in Oklahoma. Mineral rights in Oklahoma. The origin of the FBI. And Jason Sudeikis and Jennifer Aniston smuggling weed. Um. Killer of the... Fuck! I I always forget that (laughs) fucking name. I really like the book. It's a really great book. Killer of the uh, Moonflower, right? That's the name of the book? No. What's the, Close. The, what's the name of the book? The book is called Killers of the Flower Moon. Thank you. Killers of the Flower Moon. 
Fuck, Jesus Christ. I'm really bad at always remembering that. that sure. Didn't you, like, read it, too? Yeah, no, I Didn't read it. Didn't you write a whole thing on it? Yeah, I did. It, I really like it, too. I can tell you anything about that. Well, not the names exactly, but, <laughs> I, uh, like, I, I can, like, I have that really, like, it, it's, all right, anyway. Killers of a Fire Moon. Killers of a Fire Moon. Killers of a Fire Moon. Uh, and is it Jason Zudukas? What was that last thing? And Jason Sudeikis and Jennifer Aniston smuggling weed. The fuck is that? I don't know. What is it? It's Millers of the Flower Moon from the film. We're the Millers. Oh, is that about weed? Yeah, they smuggle weed. Uh, It's a pretty good one, too. Whatever. I like that one. Okay. Next one, Daniel. All right. There's nine of these. There's a lot of them, actually. Here we go. Okay. Roxanne Gay writes this gutting and brilliant memoir about her struggles of weight, self-image, and evenings of Robert Mitchum. I forget what the book is called. Oh. Isn't it, it's something really simple, isn't it? Is it called Fat? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> what would be the Robert Mitchum connection to Fat? I don't know. No, that's what I'm thinking. Like, what was the name of the book? Shit. Uh, I, I straight up forget what that book is called. Okay. Well, just give, you, give you the whole thing. Well, I mean, name the answer. Well, yeah, give me the answer. The answer is Hunter by Roxanne Gay. The title was Hunger. Hunger. That's what it was. Okay. All right. I don't know, Robert Mitchum would have gone. Evenings of Robert Mitchum. Here's your next one. Oh, I get it. Yeah, none of the hunter. I'm so fucking clever. That's no, <laughs> In this hard-hitting sci-fi survival adventure by Jeff Vandermeer, a young lady named Rachel scraps and savages her way through scavenges her way through this ruined city. There she meets an unearthly being whose presence and singing offset life with a companion wick. Will they remain in light? Or will things stop making sense? Wait, I'm trying to think what words... Because I was going to say, like, Lord or something like that, but, like, I was Mm-mm. like, wait. Well, it's born. The book is born. Book is born. Um, and it's about a singer. Yeah. Who the fuck's the singer? Uh, will they remain in light, or will things stop making sense? Will they remain in light, or things stop making sense? Yes. And is that a reference? It is. All right, I don't know. It is. Uh... uh pass. <laughs> The answer, Daniel, uh-huh. is Burn, as in David Burn, as in Stop Making Sense, the concert album by Jonathan Demme and Remain uh, in Light, the album with the Talking Heads. Oh, uh, okay. I, 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 not, I don't know that. I should remember that you do not care about the Talking Heads. Uh, yeah, and I literally know nothing about them. That's fine. <laughs> okay. Here's your next one. Only right. four more to go, Daniel. Okay. You're doing not great. Uh, I haven't gotten a single one. You got the first one, didn't you? I did. Oh, I did. No, you yeah, didn't. Right. No, did you? Wait, no, I got no, you one. Didn't. You, no, you got, you got Lincoln Napardo. Oh, no, I got, okay. Okay. Okay, one. In this best-selling political memoir, Hillary Rodham Clinton looks over her 2016 and thanks her team, supporters, and analyzes the ups, downs, and wild turbulence in her battle against Captain Kirk. Uh, I straight up don't remember what that book's called. Really? Yes. Damn, you're the one who worked in a bookstore, too. Yeah, and to be honest, nobody remembers that book at this point. So. Yeah, I, I didn't even finish reading 27, it. I tw- bought a copy. 2017 in politics, man? That was like a million years ago. It was. Do you well, give up? Yeah, I give up. The answer is, shat happened. It was what happened. Okay. All right. What happened? That's what it was. I, yes. I, I knew it was something like that. I just mm-hmm. didn't I didn't remember what it Daniel, was. Daniel, our endless legions of fans are like, why isn't he getting these? Your next one. Uh-huh. In this psychological thriller by master of suspense Paula Hawkins, 
A single mother and teenage girl turn up dead at the bottom of the river that runs through town. A lonely 15-year-old girl now finds herself in the care of her mother's sister. Uh-huh. A fearful stranger who once vowed to leave this world of tots and spuds behind. What? Tots and spuds? Tots and spuds. What the fuck is a tot and spud? Tot and spuds. Yeah, what is that? Tots and spuds. Is that like food? I don't know what you want me to say. It's... Well, it's Into the Water, I think is the name of the Hawkins book? Maybe. Okay. It is. Into the Wafer? Into the Wafer? I don't know. What is a tot and spud? A tot and a spud. What is a tot and a spud? A tot and a spud. Like a tot, like a tater tot. What do you think? A kid. You 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 know. <laughs> if I'm saying what is a tot and a spud, and you're just going a tot and a spud, it gives I'm like, it away. I can't just say it. Uh, I don't know what what is it. You fucking said it into the tater. Into the tater? Yeah. Oh. A tater tot and a spud, a potato. Oh, sp- into the water, into the tater. Do people call t- potato spuds? Yeah. What, what, really? Okay. Yeah, do not. No. Listeners, write into Daniel. Send him a tweet at Top Gallon Radio. Yeah, send me all your spuds. All your spud-related <laughs> content. Okay. Here's your next one. In this wildly inventive novel by the creator of Mad Men, Matthew Weiner tells the story of a privileged young girl. Privileged young girl. Flagellating <laughs> the dangerous young man who eventually collides with their family and a fabulous purse made from the finest of materials. I do, I do not remember Matthew Weiner ever writing a book. Never mind then. <laughs> <laughs> the book was called Heather to Totality. What? It got really, really bad reviews. Uh, yeah, I guess that's why I never heard of it. <laughs> the title was Leather to Totality. It's like, okay. a very, very funny joke. <laughs> and your last one, Daniel. This has been a rousing success. Yes. In this collection of short stories by modern Japanese master Haruki Murakami. My boy! Tales of heartbreak, lost connections, and kitties. Weave between the fairer sex and Pokemon. Fuck, what would that be? Oh, man. Uh, Listeners, the, the, write in. The book is Killing Kamenatora, right? Is that the, no, that wait, was the a tw- novel. 2017 one? I'm sorry. Yeah, short what story was collection. Oh, uh, short story. Men Without Women? That's the book. That's the book, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, God damn it. Oh, it's. I'm assuming it's the name of a Pokemon that gets exchanged in there right between right that that's yeah. what it is okay no because like clearly that's what it is i don't know what pokemon that's supposed to be uh also because i'm thinking about like what what can you change between men slash women with a single word and it's a pokemon name yeah. uh, uh listeners tweet at daniel yeah uh what is it i don't, I don't it's know. mew without women Oh, Mew. Okay. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Daniel looks deeply dissatisfied with these results. Like, like, oh yeah, Mew. That's, that's, that's right. Okay. Daniel, this was a very poor showing, but here's what you win. Some more wine. Some more wine. More kava. Daniel, you're a winner in the hearts and minds of all of our listeners. I got the one. I got the one. (laughs) You know Jimmy Pardo. I know Jimmy Pardo and I remember Lincoln at the Pardo. It's a very good book. Well, listeners, we're going to do another fun thing yes. after the break. We're going to have Daniel do the whole sorting hat Wait, thing. after the break, or do you want to do it right now? Uh, let's, let's take a break first. Okay, yeah. We'll do the sorting hat, then we'll talk about our thoughts and Goblet of Fire. Okay, cool. Okay, be uh, back in a minute. Break time. Toots. Welcome back. 
Hello again, everyone. Dear listener readers. How are all of you? Two slow readers. Your weekly fast-paced literature podcast. Brought to you by books. Brought to you by reading. Brought to you by the Wizarding World app. Man, three years of this. So I gotta do this shit now? Yeah, so, listeners, I'm... So, a couple months ago, our friend, um, Ilsia demanded I download the Wizarding World of Harry Potter app so I could find out which house I belong in. Daniel, before we take this, so you can unmute yourself, if you somehow don't know this already, you can download the app and you can find out through a series of questions which house you belong in. So I already did this test and I was very surprised at what I got. So I'm going to do it again. And Daniel and I are going to do it together. And we're going to find out <clears throat> what houses we belong to. Because that's going to be fun. So, what, 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 what is this app? Because, like, uh, the things in the center, there's a feed. And uh-huh. it gives me a bunch of horseshit about, like, <laughs> everything you need if you're planning a Harry Potter film marathon. Dude, I don't even know. Who's the, this is a weird, like, fan club shit. Hey, who is the better care of magical creatures professor? Hagrid or Grubbly Plank? Yes, yeah, someone's doing Grubbly Plank. What the fuck All is right. that? She's in book five. It's like, if you ever, like, you know, some Star Wars characters always just being like, like, is he fucking with us with this one? Or Yeah. Did I read take your test? Uh, yeah, it's the button on the bottom right, right? Yeah, bottom right, okay. and find your house. I will click on this. Daniel Gonzalez. Okay, I'm gonna start my starting ceremony. Wait, what the fuck? Okay, so, uh, uh, I'm sorry, I'm clicking the house one? Yeah. All right, so house. I'm gonna read this aloud. Flying fl- fly to the place. <laughs> find your place at Hogwarts. Adorn the sorting hat to be... P- Oh, is there music? All right. Yeah, hold on. An extra hundred thirty-seven megabytes of magic needs to be downloaded before we begin. <laughs> what? Come on, guys. <laughs> start the one second. Uh, my thing's downloading, so ch- start your download now. You're next in. What? Okay. Yeah, Daniel. While all this is downloading, please uh. tell tell all the listeners what's your objection to the Sorting House. Okay. Well, no, it's just like it's Sorting it's, Hat. There's I something mean? very frustrating. We're like, listen, the all educational systems are all like faulty, right? There's no. It's it's finding the perfect way to raise a kid and like make them to be the best person they're going to be as an adult. Sure. But it's extremely faulty if you think back in this. Like, can you imagine by 19 you have to. Be so determined and set on what you're going to do for your future that you're willing to go tens of thousands of dollars in debt, go to university for four years to do that thing that you want to do when you were fucking a teenager. But the sorting hat doesn't decide your occupation. It just it just selects your no, temperament it just goes, and it picks your dorm. That's all it, it really matters. It literally says, hey, by the way, you're this kind of person to a child. <laughs> hey, that's also probably the plot. It, it wants me to have the sound on. Okay, here we go. Uh, it's probably copyrighted. This is a dumb song. Well, this is Harry Potter. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't your... actually care about the song. Right. Does your... I mean, the subtitles. Is oh, your thing going? Does your cunning plan you pl- place you in Slytherin? All right, maybe I won't be able to read very well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Wait, I'll do all the reading for you. All right. Well, so are you um, ready? Oh, it's no, still downloading. No, it's still downloading. My Wi-Fi is yeah. connecting. Well, I had to. I had to download additional music for the stupid Nazi hat. All right. What's Nazi hat. <laughs> yeah, Muzz. So Sorting Hat just sang his song, and some shit happened. Continue. Okay. Oh, by the, by the so way, while... turn on selfie mode. Okay, that's what? fine. Let me turn on my camera. That's fine. God damn. Oh, is this going to take us like 30 fucking minutes? Uh, no, okay. Thing? I think it's, I'm already set to right. it. By, by the way, um, are, can I can I like go into some details about Goblet of Fire while we're doing this shit? Like, sure. So that we're, because like, yeah, this is still going. So Goblet of Fire, right? We're uh-huh. not going to, I'm not going to bother to explain what happens. Uh, in in brief, all right, sound on. I don't give a shit. Whatever. Yeah, hit, hit continue. Enable camera. Then sure. take your selfie of the fucking thing on your head. Uh, 
Okay, but don't judge me. He's singing his song. I'll, I'm gonna skip this whole thing. I don't really care about your song, buddy. Okay, you can continue. Take your phone and continue. Oh, oh, I didn't know it. Hold on. There we go. I have a picture with me with a fucking monster hat on my There you head. go. Press continue. All right. Uh, let us begin, Daniel. Consider your answers carefully. Next page. I'll read the next one. We'll alternate. Forest or river? I got dawn or dusk. Ooh. Yeah, so okay. We're... I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go forest personally. You know what about you? Tilt my phone. Wait, what? No, what? Okay, here we go. What the fuck is this? Tab and hold to confirm. Okay, there we go. I pick forest. All right. I'm gonna go for dusk. You have to hold it to to pick it. <sighs> <laughs> this is going so smoothly what's your next question daniel after you have died i have this one too what would you like but what would you most like people to do when they hear your name okay miss you but smile uh i'll read the next um, one slide over you piece of shit ask here. for more stories about your adventures next one think with admiration of your achievements next final one I don't care what people think of me after I'm dead. It's what they think of me while I'm alive that counts. Interesting. Daniel, what do you think? Uh, I'm going to select miss you, but smile. I'm going to say the achievements thing. I don't know. Sure. What's your next question? Four goblets are placed before you. Is that what you got? No, I got what kind of instrument most pleases your ear. All right. Mine is four goblets. Which do you choose to drink? Uh, if you don't mind, I'm going to read these first. Go ahead, please. Uh, first, the foaming, frothing, silvery liquid that sparkles as though containing ground diamonds. <laughs> Why do you have a lisp? <laughs> the, the sound, the smooth, thick, richly purple drink that give off a delicious smell of chocolate and plums. You sound like Tim Gunn. The, does, Tom, does Tim Gunn sound like this? A little bit. Okay. The golden liquid, so bright it hurts the eye. What makes sunspots? What the fuck does it have to do with my personality? The mysterious <laughs> black liquid that gleams the like ink and gives off. Ugh. Is that what you picked? Yeah, the frothing silvery liquid, ground diamond, smooth purple drink, delicious smell, chocolate and plums. No. Golden liquid, so hurts the eye, but it makes sunspots dance around it. That one's all right. Mysterious black liquid that gleams like ink and gives off fumes that make you see strange visions. What? I'm getting high? I'm not really a high person. <laughs> I'm going to do silvery liquid, all right? Okay. I mean, yeah. sure. what's yours? Mine was, um, what's the instrument that most, um, is most, like, good to your ear? Mm-hmm. It's the violin, the trumpet, the piano, and the drum. Who says the drum? Drummers. Yeah, so, I'm picking the violin. <laughs> okay. I love the sound of a violin more than anything. I, I think I also would have picked violin. Yeah. Which would you rather be? I got that too. All right. Cool. So let's alternate. You read the first one. Envied. In imitated. Sorry. Trusted. Praised. Liked. Feared. Oh, what does Daniel pick? Limited. I'd rather be limited out of all these. That's just me. I don't know you guys. Imitated, trusted, praised, liked. Daniel wants to be feared. We all know that. No, why would I want to be feared? Because you're an iron fisted ruler. I'm literally not a psychopath. I pick praised. Um I pick trusted. Okay. The then the next one I got, a troll has gone berserk in the headmaster's study at Hogwarts. No. It is about to smash. This is really long. It's about to smash, <laughs> crush, and tear several irreplaceable items and instruments. Whatever. In what order would you rescue these objects from the trolls club if you could? Okay. Um, A lot of burping in this one. Yeah, with the bubbly. A near perfect. Wait, what? 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 
Are you uh, picking which one to save? Yeah. Or like, well, it asked me to put me in what order that I save them in, right? Okay. A per- near perfectly cure for dragon pox. Sure. Uh, I think that's kind of like the, the wizard equivalent of, of smallpox. Student records going back a thousand years. Who cares? A mysterious handwritten book of strange runes. Cool. Uh, I like that one. You know, I like that one the most. Whatever. The runes? First, a mysterious. Ha- yeah, whatever. Yes, yes, yes. How do I? There we go. Okay, that's okay. what I did. What, you, what are yours? Mine is, if you could have any power, which would you choose? The power to read minds? The power of invisibility? The power to be The power of superhuman strength? The power to speak to animals? The power to change the past? And the power to change your appearance at will? <laughs> who would pick any of them? Like, after, like, the power to change the past, being like, what? Animals? Yeah, no, who cares? Everyone what? picks the power to change the past. Are you fucking kidding me, What dude? the hell? <laughs> There's only two questions left. Oh, What's your fucking yours? stupid? Well, three I have three. three questions. Six, yeah, seven, six, eight. seven, eight. My sixth one is: What road tempts you most? Mine is late at night, walking alone down the street. You hear a peculiar cry that you believe to a magical source. Do you? But go ahead first. Oh, what the fuck? Whoa, hold on. What happened? Um, what road tempts you most? Hmm. Uh, all right. So, sorry, I had to move <laughs> the phone around. Um. So the roads I have are Jank app. The there's not a hidden one, is there? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the wide, sunny, grassy lane. The narrow, dark, lantern-lit alley. The twisting, leaf-strewn path through woods. The cobbled street lined with ancient buildings. Hmm. You know, because I don't want to do, like, the narrow, dark, lan- lantern-lit alley. The This wide, sunny, grassy lane sounds pretty cool. Uh, the twisty, leaf-strewn path through woods actually also sounds cool. That sounds nice. And, like, let's be honest, the cobbled street line with ancient buildings, that also sounds pretty cool. So um, what do you pick, Daniel? I, I'm going to go for one of the nature ones. Okay. You know what? I'm going to go for the woods. The woods? Yeah. A little more privacy. Oh, I can dig that. So once again, mine is, late at night, walking alone down the street, hear a peculiar cry that you believe to have a magical source. Do you... Oh, fuck, it's a thing again. It's just it's a spinning thing. <laughs> yeah. Okay, here we go. Jesus, this is awkward. Proceed of caution. Keeping one hand in your concealed wand and an eye out for any disturbance. Reasonable. Draw your wand and try to discover the source of the noise. Draw your wand and stand your ground. Or, Jesus, I have to go backwards. Withdraw into the shadows to await developments while mentally reviewing the most appropriate defense and defensive spells should you ever occur. Uh, Kick him in the balls. I'm going to proceed of caution, keeping one hand on a concealed wand and I offer any disturbance. Yeah. I guess we have repeats now. All right. Oh, what's... what's... Well, I, don't, I don't know. I have two more. My, my oh, ne- yeah, I guess we have different questions. My next one is, if you were attending Hogwarts, which pet would... What, I have that one too. ...would you choose to take with you? Okay. Uh, okay. You go ahead and start. Sure. Toads! Oh, oh it's spinning. God, God damn it. it. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, Number one wh- is cats. One is cats. I wonder which one I'm going to pick. All right. Toads. Owls. Owls. That's it? All right, let's be honest. I'm a cat. Uh, cat. Of course you fucking are. I'm going to go with owls. Oh, and then you get like what cat you want. Oh, what are your cats, Daniel? I have white cat. Whoops. Black <laughs> cat. Siamese cat. Ginger cat. Tabby cat. Ah, oh, fuck. That's tough. Well, it's either going to be it's either gonna be a tabby. Okay. You know, the ginger Siamese. Oh, man. Do they look really friendly? Oh man, the black cat looks like fun. It's the kind of cat that I would never want, but like, it's like it's the Milo, the they cat that you don't want. Every black he's a ton of cat work. owner I know loves their black no. cat. Okay, uh, that was hilarious. That was hilarious. Hey, for the listeners' sake, um, the batteries ran out on our recording device, 
and the app just refused to stop working on my phone. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, it, yeah. It, it's seriously just like fucked off on Daniel. So I am starting the, all start over again. All over again. <laughs> I'm still. Daniel, how about I finish my yeah, thing first? Finish yours first. Okay. So as I was saying, if I was visiting Hogwarts, which pet would I take? I would pick an owl because I don't care for cats and I don't care for toads. And my choices for owl are. Barn Owl. I like the Barn Owl. It's very subtle. Screech Owl. Way too loud. Brown Owl. Too big. Snowy Owl. That's what Harry has. I don't want that one. And Tawny Owl, which is cute and small. I'm going to go for the Barn Owl. I'm a Barn Owl Those are kind big. of man. Barn Owls are like small Barn compared to the rest. Wait, aren't they the big ones with the big heads? No. Okay, that's something else. And then my last question. Heads or tails? Republican. Yeah, I'm gonna say I pick tails. Daniel, let's, let's gonna make a decision. Let's, let's see here. What am I gonna be? Turn on the sound. This is probably copyrighted. Difficult. Very difficult. Now that's interesting. <sighs> Jesus, man. Says I'm brave. I'm bold. <laughs> that's all right. Yeah. It's, I mean, those are kind of synonymous. <laughs> and I'm daring. It's all. <sighs> those are. <laughs> I'm chivalrous. By the way, do you also want your dick sucked? <laughs> <laughs> Put the salty head on your penis. I wonder what I am. <laughs> Gryffindor. Right, right. Daniel, so I'm Gryffindor. I'm closing this app now. Boo. The funny thing is the first time I took this test, uh-huh. I was Ravenclaw, which yeah. I was always like, I don't think I'm a Ravenclaw. Wait, this exact test or a similar? This exact test. Okay, because I think I've done that before, but I, I did it out of spite out of Harry Potter. So I, sure. think, I think I was like, clearly it's like, you're Slytherin. I'm like, yeah, fuck you, Harry Potter. Right, Daniel. Do your right. test over again. Let's Starting over again. What do I pick? Forest? Turn your sound on. No, well, it's not the app. Oh, okay. Uh, forest or river? I actually don't know. I mean, uh, pff, you know what? River. River. Late at night, walking alone down the street, you hear a peculiar cry that you believe you have to have a magical source. Do you draw your one and stand your ground? I think you had this one. Yeah. Withdraw into the shadows to wait to. <laughs> <laughs> While mentally reviewing the most appropriate defensive. Oh, boy. Yeah, listeners, I'm um, uh. This was about like a 20 minute break where we had to find batteries yeah, and then Daniel's one. app wouldn't work. Dry We're significantly drunker. Proceed with caution, keeping one hand on your concealed one and an eye out for any concern. What's the difference between that and the previous thing? Draw, uh-huh. uh, either, uh, how about this? It's either going to be draw your one and try to discover the source of the, of the, of the noise uh-huh. or proceed with caution, keeping one hand on your concealed one. That's what I did. And an eye out. Isn't that the same fucking thing? Well, no. One, you just pull your wand out and you're like, come out, motherfucker. Try, yeah, you draw your wand out and you step out into the thing. And it's, like, keep your it's like, do that, but with caution, I guess. Uh, one's a Gryffindor, one's a Hufflepuff, Daniel. Yeah, fuck you, Harry Potter. Or one's a one's hey. Slytherin, probably. <laughs> None of this has actually like helped like my kind of view on the Harry Potter universe. Yeah, it's actually made it worse. Uh, I'm going to draw my wand and try to discover the source of the noise. Solid. All right. Given the choice, would you rather invent a potion that would guarantee you glory, love, power? I didn't get this one. Or wisdom. That's actually good. I don't know. Um, glor- I don't know what glory is. It's a fucking abstract thing. <laughs> power would be like kind of like the, the yeah. obvious one. Wisdom, I'm not a pussy. I'm going to go for power. 
go. Love didn't even enter the equation. Hey, if you're if if you're if you're powerful, you yeah, people be, love you for your power. You can be loved for power. You can be loved for your wisdom, and you can be loved for uh uh the first thing, glory. So like, love is just kind of like, do you want to be loved? It's like I'd rather be loved for like the good attribute as opposed to just me. I suppose I so. You can be a know. benevolent, powerful person. Which would you rather be liked, trusted? Oh, I said this already. Feared, envied, imitated. Uh, pra- I think I said praised before praised. Um, once every century, the flutterbee, the what? Fl- the flutterby, the flutterbee bush produces flowers that adapt their scent to attract the unwary. If it lured you, it would smell of the sea. Oh, a crackling log fire, or fresh, or fresh parchment. Is there more? No, it's two fresh parchments. Okay, okay. Once well, actually, it's a good scent, but you know what? I would say the sea. Daniel loves the sea. The Ween album, The right. Mollusk, written about Daniel. Here's the, the the animal thing, right? I'd be a cat. Be a cat, of course you do. Uh, and ginger cat, white cat, Siamese cat. It's really going to come down to tabby or black cat. Because mm. I've had two tabbies in my life. Tabby. And I've had one black cat. And those are very, very personable animals. I believe it. Um, I'm going to go. You know what? I feel like black cat is going to be very popular. I'm going to go for the tabby. I feel like if I wasn't allergic, I'd love cats a lot more. Which of the following would you most like to study? Mm. Mer people. Mer. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. Centaurs. That's actually more appropriate. <laughs> Werewolves. Are you a goat or a ghost? Vampires. Goblins. Trolls and ghosts. Those are all one? No, no. Those are. Uh, there's like eight. Uh, okay. <laughs> ghosts, trolls, goblins, vampires, werewolves, centaurs, mer people. I would pick mer people, but the mer people in uh in Harry Potter worlds are fucking ugly. They're shits. creepy. So I think you know what I'm gonna go for uh ghosts. Ghosts. Choose one to continue: white or black. Black. <laughs> Not no hesitation. No hesitation. Uh, the Sorting Hat is ready to make its decision. Oh boy. Loading. <laughs> <laughs> it is loading. Okay. Slytherin! Daniel's a Slytherin! You probably know that some of Slytherin's most renowned members include Severus, Snape, and Bellatrix Lestrange. Uh, but did you know Merlin himself... Merlin? Merlin's in this? Yeah, right. by Merlin's beard. Uh, Merlin himself was a Slytherin or that, I according to Legend the Ribbon of the First Order, blah, 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 is able to reflect his hot... Sure. Well, there you go. I'm a Gryffindor. Daniel's a Slytherin. Yeah, famous w- wizarding world Slytherins. Lord Voldemort. Yep. Draco Malfoy. I hate him. He's such a bad character. <laughs> and Severus Snape. Yeah. Hey, he's the best character. He's the best character. No, no spoilers. No spoilers. Yeah. Daniel, I feel like this whole bit would have been a lot more fun if it had been like the, the five minutes I thought it was going to take yeah. instead of the half hour fucking delusion this was. So, well, Gabriel, we're, we're this far. Podcasting. You're, you're Gryffindor. You're brave. I am a brave you're boy. You're daring. You're I used bold. to be a Ravenclaw, apparently. Ravenclaw seems like a cool thing. To do. Well, actually, what is Ravenclaw? They're know. the smart ones. Yeah, all right. Mm-hmm. Um, I was always like, I am, I am so bad at school. That can't be right. And Hufflepuff are the nice ones? They're the nice and hardworking ones. And I am, you know, I, I'm like, I buy, I buy that I'm a Gryffindor, a Hufflepuff. Oh. I'm not a Ravenclaw, bro. Whatever, I'm a Slytherin with a tabby. Anyway. I believe it. So, Gabriel. Daniel. We're, in, we're like an hour into this, right? Yeah, minimum. We need to talk. About, about the book the that we talked that we picked for this episode, Jesus, Gabriel. All right, 
I'm not gonna bother. Re- oh, okay, uh, real quick. Uh, the, the basically in this one, um, Harry Potter gets like a vision of Vol- Lord Voldemort in the beginning. He uh basically gets like kind of, like forced to join some kind of like crazy wizarding Olympics that he didn't actually select. And he's not supposed to be selected. Sure, he does very well because it's Harry Potter. Or whatever, it's boring. Yeah. Uh, and then basically it turns out to be a big plot engineered by the one dude pretending to be the mad-eye moody person barty crouch jr uh, david Tennant, to basically help revive uh lord voldemort into his full power thingamabob yeah harry escapes but uh, uh rob pattison is murdered yeah um and uh and 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 then the story ends yeah that's right. it gabriel correct how much do you like this one as opposed to the others um i like i for me really honestly harry potter doesn't get good until book four for me the first three are like you said the same thing about the third one I think the threes, th- threes where it starts getting like worthwhile, uh-huh. and for me, but f- four is the first one where I actually start to really enjoy it because it stops being, for lack of a better term, kid shit. Then it starts getting to serious adult themes, mm-hmm. and Harry starts being a human being. And really, uh-huh. by book five, which I'm rereading for Funzos, that's the first one where Harry is a human adult, where he gets pissed off all the time because he's a teenage boy. Mm-hmm. And this is the first one where it actually starts mattering. On the other hand, Mm -hmm. this one is the most forced and stilted of Harry's being pushed into extremely dangerous situations. Why? I don't know. We have to do extreme gymnastics, like logic and plot wise to make it be Harry in the middle of all of it. Yeah. uh, Like the the mystery itself is so fucking cockamamie. Like, did anyone in the world be like, oh, of course, it was Marty Crouch Jr. Yeah, and, and again, like, it's... it's The the, the stories kind of get its kind of credit by basically being like, well, it's not actually a mystery story. It's a fantasy story, but it's a mystery story. It's a mystery story. So, like, yeah, um, and essentially, it's like, this is the mystery story that's like, oh, something happened at, like, the races or something, but, like, I don't yeah. know. Like, uh, honestly, a lot of, like, the, the Wizarding Olympic shit, yeah. like... The Triwizard Tournament. Was whatever uh, yeah i i like the event i like the individual events yeah i'm thinking about like i like in the moment like they're like kind of interesting but overall i'm like yeah whatever it was a thing um i <laughs> I, I uh this is also uh yeah so i read this one and then i saw the movie yeah uh infamously i've not seen any of the movies <laughs> what's it streaming on uh i rented it <gasps> uh so like i i watched it uh and i was because i was very curious i wanted to ask you this and this sure, is kind daniel. of like about my opinions overall about this story in general. daniel william i was gonna ask you like do co-host peop- of the show do people are there people out there who are hardcore like no i read the books like the movies are like its own oh thing. yeah but yeah well oh, oh, absolutely they I, are. I realized that pretty well when i did it for this because I was li- I was listening to the book on audio on audio book right? Jim Dale and like it's fine it's really fucking long it's too long but mm-hmm. like whatever um and then like and I was like yeah whatever I'll just watch the movie I'm sure it's the same thing and wow I don't really like that movie <laughs> no no I think I saw this movie I I'm not sure uh-huh. I know I saw number five because it was my it's my favorite book in the series yeah and I remember being very frustrated by how much they left out which ties back into my earlier thing about how now that I'm 32 if my book adaptation to the movie isn't as good then what it's fine or it, it needs to be its own thing or whatever. it's its own thing and, and I'm not mad about it and, and that, I was mad about it when I was like when I was young when I saw this in theaters and this was very much like it was a, a, a stupid version of the book I believe <laughs> like, that I don't know like all the stuff that I actually did kind of like, like I, I really felt the difference between the tone of the two mm. where like Harry Potter has this is the, the first Yates one, isn't it? 
No, this is with the one by Mike Newell. Oh, um, a guy who like after this he made Prince of Persia, and then like, mm. and then they made like a Great Expectations movie that like never reached theaters, and I don't mm. know. I'm sure he's still like around or whatever. But Sorry, Mike. He's definitely an older. I I thought I I had seen clips of this on TV at some point. I was like, oh, this looks kind of cool. Watching it now, I'm like, yeah, this is stupid. <laughs> but like, honestly, like going back in this because I, I I said this before, like ever since the first book, like all the kids are boring as shit except for Hermione. I love Hermione. Uh, and in the movie, I was like, wow. Is Emma Watson not like a good actress? Ah, uh, like I don't know if it's. I mean, don't be wrong. She's a kid. I, I'll be honest with you. I have never seen an Emma Watson performance, and I'm like nailed it. Yeah, Ma- like the closest thing she's ever done that I thought was good was Perks of Being a Wallflower, mm-hmm. and that's it's because she's working with the Hermione thing that yeah. it could have been any other actress. Yeah, like uh, I mean, I've I don't think I've ever seen her in anything. What, what about this? Is the end. She was in that? Yeah, she no. has a great cameo where she shows up and, like, beats the shit out of him. I don't remember that. Um, That's right. I think I remember that. That's funny. I, I don't remember that, though. Uh, but, yeah, like, it, well, that's also her just, like, playing, like, a joke. Playing, but, like, yeah. And, again, like, I, again, I don't know if it's just, like, the movie adaptation where, like, all, like, like Hermi- Hermione's, like, a character, whereas it took Harry and Ron a while to be characters. <laughs> Like I, I'm, I'm looking forward to talking about in 50 episodes talking about book five with you because that's what I'm in the middle of. Yeah, right we're now. we're saying like they they feel like characters. They they start to come into their own in this because they're like they finally get like pissed off at each other for like people reasons. It's even better in book five, and really, I'm coming to this realization now. Ron sucks. Ron, does he stay sucky? <laughs> yeah, Ron never gets better. He only gets worse. Although I didn't know this until until I was looking into this movie. His bro. Play by Donald Gleason, Gabe's sweetheart, my Donald favorite Gleason. modern actor. Yes, um, he's if, like if all he did for the rest of his career is do two man movies with um Oscar Isaac, I'd just be so fucking happy. Did he make another movie with Oscar Isaac? Ex Machina. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. I forgot he was in that. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry, I got bubbles in my throat. Love Donald Gleason. Everyone see about time. Yeah, mainly because like uh yeah yeah. But like other, otherwise, like yeah, I was watching this movie and I was like, I was like, man, fuck, yeah, that it makes the book look great. <laughs> yeah, um, all the fun stuff, like the 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 Weasley family, like the I think it was the dad who's like a big fan of Muggles. So he's Arthur, been, yeah. So he's like, I collect sockets, mm-hmm. and he, and he, and it was just like cool. Wait, so Daniel, um, did you like? I, I think not not to be so harsh to the books and the movies. Okay, it's the star of. J.K. Rowling's books isn't the writing, it's the plotting. And this one has some of the most loopy-ass plotting. I actually really hate... I hate the turn when it comes down to the, oh, Moody is secretly this guy. I think that's really... Like, if this was a regular mystery novel, I'd be like... Is not in the other ones? He is. Okay, good. Because I love Brandon Gleeson. He's great. I mean, Mad Eye, Mad Eye is great. I mean, his his Mad Eye is as good as the movie wanted it yeah. to be. But not, yeah. like, like not to be a jerk to a property I love. Like the reveal that Mad Eye was never Mad Eye. It's just it's it's Doctor Who. Feels like the finale of. <laughs> That's uh, right. I forgot about that already. Yeah, it's the finale of when like, How I Met Your Mother. It's like oh, so you got me really invested in something only to slip it out from under my feet. And I love the ending of How I Met Your Mother. It's not good storytelling. So how did you feel about the story? Because I think again, the the writing of the book itself is completely negligible. Like negligible, it's fine. It's perfectly serviceable. At, but how did you like the story of this one compared to the rest? At this point, what I do enjoy about the Harry Potter stories 
is Dobby. Is, do- is the fucking elves. Fucking Dobby no, the house elf. What I do, voiced by Toby Jones. What I do like about... Oh, nice. What I do like about the, the this are, like, the characters and, like, the, the playful sense of humor. Sure. You know? Like, that's probably what I like the most. And mm-hmm. I do... And, of course, I'll always, you know... I think pretty much every single person in the goddamn world loves it when, like, kids' stories get dark. Yeah. You know, there, there's like, it, it, everyone finds it's the most charming thing in the world. Yeah, no, it's, it's uh, something that's that's easily accessible, um, reveals itself to have hidden depths. It's why people like Mr. Darcy. So like, you know. Something that's single, single shaded, turns out to have a multitude. So like when Voldemort shows up and like all of a sudden shit gets real, like a big, it all of a sudden like, yeah, a, like you kind of like. cuts sit, his fucking hand off. Yeah, fucking, uh, fucking Mr. Turner himself, you know? Yeah. And like, uh, so like that happens and like also Ray finds is kind of fucking awesome. Oh, he's uh, great. Yeah. It, he's like, so good. He like, there's this thing and I, I don't want to make it too much about like the movies, but like, you it, might as well. But like, th- like there is just like a, a really kind of like people come in and they kind of phone in their kind of performances. Cause I'm, I, I'm surprised at all the people. Clements Posey. Yeah, uh, this is how she. This is her breakout in was America. This her, was this her breakout? This was before in Bruges. Was that her breakout? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I man, where's where's she been since? Uh, the only two things anyone knows Clemens Posey from are Harry Potter and in Bruges. All right. Um. But and all and like don't yeah Donald Gleason and like I'm just surprised that fucking Rob Pattinson's in this and I was yeah. like Wait, what I don't remember anyone mentioning that Rob Pattinson was in Harry Potter yeah um so that's crazy so like I like, remember a random person a random girl being like oh god the guy who plays Cedric Diggory is so hot and I'm you're like, just who who's gonna share that opinion who the fuck cares about that guy like, it's like Oliver Wood is so hot I'm like who <laughs> what was his name was it Cedric something. No, Cedric Diggory. Oliver Wood was the previous captain of the Quidditch team in previous movies. No okay. idea who the guy is. Now. All right, yeah. No, it was. He, a, it a might stunt, be a fucking like. It might a be fucking a pole dark for all I know. Okay, but um, no, it, it's like every it, like it just it feels a bit like people like people kind of coming in, not like phoning it in, but just kind of being like, yes, my character is my outfit and my name. Let me do a voice. Yeah, and then they they do that, and some of it's charming. A lot of it's just being like, oh, that's nice. I'm checking my watch. Yeah, um, and, and, but like. He Ray Fiennes came, kind of came in and he gives it he has like a physicality to it that is really there like just between like the way he, he's having fun and you know he's completely div- giving like the way like what's his face had to have been like, enjoying being Darth Vader. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I, I was going to say, like, I, I was going to compare this to Ian McKellen and Cats. Oh, sure. Where, like, <laughs> it's like everyone else's... Daniel, whatever you do, it always comes down it to always Ian McKellen comes back and to Cats. Cats. That's all you care about. Because, like, it's like everyone else is kind of doing well not that they're phoning it in everyone's like, doing a satisfactory performance and then the one person comes in and embodies it there's like the legendary fucking actor who comes in and is mm-hmm. like all right is it all right if i do this and everyone's yeah. just like oh yeah if like, you want to do like that Skeletor. sure yeah like skeleton yeah like uh 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 uh, 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 uh it's not christopher lee fuck shit balls fuck what's his name what's his name god we should know this we should know this <sighs> frank langella langella uh Frank and Robot. That's where I, that's where I got it from. Um, but uh, Robot and Frank. Yeah, him too. Uh, so like, yeah, no, like, so he, so yeah, you kind of wish he knew. Also, I like it when it gets more Tim Burtony mm. than like the rest. Um, yeah, this and, and this is an interesting one in the series. It, it it's right in the middle, I guess. This between... is the most fantastical of the like. So, like, you can you can compare it one, two, three, and four, five, six, seven as different like phases. Uh huh. And um, four is the one where it's transferring from like magical whimsy of nothing but monsters and goofery into Uh a serious teenage young adult story. Uh 
As like five only gets heavier. I mean, there's always goofy ass monsters and shit, but it's it's the this one's the last one where it deals with, um, oh, I'm gonna get lost in a in a forest full of spiders and I'm gonna be in a maze full of things. It stops <laughs> being so contrived and becomes much more about like the toll of your destiny yeah that that's that's been a much huge, like steven universe much like steven universe uh no it's been a, guys watch steven universe it's really so good. good it's really good seriously i'm um, furious that the last season isn't on hulu fucking hell. not you siri wow oh my god the whole thing <laughs> it's like a paragraph your entire speech you should save that because it's like it's <laughs> I, how you talk. I already got rid of it but uh but no i was gonna say like that's always been a huge detriment to these stories as well like the kind of contrivedness that's why again i can't stress i hate that first book I never want to visit that first book again because it's all just like Harry Potter goes like, what this? And it's like, Harry, that's this. And everything's on your, you know, you have to gauge it as a kid's book and then it matures. That's fine. Yeah. I gauge it by a kid's book and I'm not interested in it. That's that's fine. But like, but I wanted to kind of stop doing this at this point. I just kind of being like, yes, Harry Potter was, has to be in the wizard Olympics because yeah, it's a Harry Potter story. Whatever. That's what I I hate about this one. It's it feels the most forced and most contrived in multiple directions. At this point, they've always been like this, though. Up until uh, up through this one, though, I I think. I well, no, I I don't really remember what the third one's about. Like you know, they 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 almost um they retcon it in book five. Book five is all about um uh it comes down to. Harry's like, why does all this bad shit happen to me? Mm-hmm. And Dumbledore's like, uh, sorry, I should have told you this sooner, but you're, we treated you like a dumb kid because that's how we treat all young people. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I really like book five. I'm, I'm rereading it now. I still enjoy it. Speaking of which, <gasps> let's talk about Dumbledore for a second. Okay. Because at this point, I, oh, this is the one of the famous scene. Which one's that? Oh, so, um, famously. Okay. And actually come to think of it now, the movie, the movie is right. Um, in the book, mm-hmm. um, when Harry's name comes out of the Goblet of Fire, mm-hmm. Dumbledore in the book is like, Harry, what did you do? This is this is what happened? Okay. And in the movie, um, Dumbledore's like, did you put your fucking name in the fucking cup, Harry? Yeah. What the fuck? Uh-huh. Yeah. And I actually buy, like, what's the name of the actor who plays him again? Oh, f- one of my favorite character actors, Michael Gambon. <laughs> yeah, Michael Gambon. I, I imagine Michael Gambon is like, wouldn't Dumbledore be fucking pissed? <laughs> and, like, Noel's like, you know what? You're right. I think uh, it's a more nuanced, actual presentation of it. I actually, otherwise, Dumbledore's always like, oh, okay, let's play games. I, I, again, I, I like little flashes of that where, like, all of a sudden it's like Dumb- Dumbledore's pissed at harry because everyone again uh, one of the other detriments there's a lot of detriments like prevented me from getting into this from the get-go you are not wrong like the whole like the chosen one stories you know, oh i, I really you know, can i can i spoil something for you for the next one uh sure because it might it might help your and like, i mean like understanding of it obviously it's a chosen one story yes and it turns out that in book five why i like book five so much is the fact that Everyone is hiding something from Harry, like the way we don't tell young people because yeah. we think we can't trust them. And Harry endangers everyone he loves because of his impetuous 15-year-old self because he feels the need to know everything. And then, and like even Dumbledore avoids him the whole book. And finally, after the climax, when multiple people he's loved, actually only one person he loved dies, but people get hurt. Okay. And he like blows up at Dumbledore like, what the fuck, man? Seriously? <laughs> and Dumbledore's like, 
Okay, here's the fucking deal, man. I'm so sorry. There's a prophecy. You're, you and Voldemort are going to kill one another. Mm-hmm. One of you is going to... You're destined to fight. One of you is going to die. And I've tried so hard my whole life to protect you from that because you're just a kid. And you shouldn't have to know that either you'll be forced to murder someone or he'll murder you. Mm-hmm. And Harry is like, well, shit. And I'm like, oh, that's he, actually a good way to handle this whole Chosen One shit. It's where the Chosen One is like, no! Why? What? Seriously? D- does Harry Potter take off his badge and throw it at Dumbledore and being like, you know what? I'm out. I I'm out. I I'm up. out, chief. I literally couldn't come up with He gets his badge, he gets his wand, puts it down, <laughs> yeah. and says, I'm out. He goes, he goes like, you know what? Yeah. Fuck you. I was never your friend. <laughs> it, it's a surprisingly nuanced, like, like retcon uh, that, you know, like, I, I think that... But, like, well, at the same time, though, what's the, diff- what's the difference between being, like, a chosen one fantasy and a prophecy-type fantasy? I mean... I well, know. one is Shinji, one is Luke Skywalker. Well, yeah, but I'm saying that's like, well, it's how I, you treat it. It's I'm a nuance of, I'm the reality of a character who doesn't want to be the chosen one versus one who just is the chosen one. And I think that this, that the Harry Potter books at least give the reaction of a human boy who's like, I don't want to be the chosen one. I never asked for this. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, again, not to get Evangelion, not to get too into it, but I, I also there's I, like there's like 15 pages that are all an elevator scene in a uh, book six. <laughs> in book six, there's just yeah. like there's a f- yeah 15 page one. God, I wonder what that's like seeing that as an adult. Anyway. Yeah, let's uh, start an Evangelion podcast. Yeah, we're <laughs> me and Dr. Phil. Yeah. We're doing an Evangelion Oh my god, I love that so much. But uh no it, Phil come at us. It's like cho- well, chosen one well for me, chosen one, in terms of plotting, and I always piss and whine about all types of plotting or whatever. Sure. But like the reason why I don't like chosen one, and it kind of goes the same thing with prophecies, is that it's kind of like a lazy way to kind of like lead somebody into like the story. Instead of making it personal or like unique or something very active, instead it's mm-hmm. like a prophecy. So it like here's the path, you know. But like, I think there there's like that well, that's a, that's a deliberate choice always to do the mythic quest yeah. rather than the happenstance thing. It's always I think in terms of a simplistic story, it's always stronger to have to be a matter of fate and destiny where destined rivals. I mean, as an adult. The, the more nuanced, fascinating story is the one who chooses to be a hero, which, again, a spoiler, um, reading this as an adult, I'm like, fuck, Harry should be a Hermione. This whole Her- Hermione and Ron shit's dumb. Yeah, that, that whole thing just is kind of like whatever. Like, the nuanced adult, I mean, like, I, I, I'm kicking myself now thinking of, like, I knew, had, had female friends growing up being like, no, Ron shouldn't be a Hermione. And I'm like, but that's how it should be in the book. And, no, the human story the realistic story the one that actually makes sense is harry and hermione versus the story trope version well, i think um people feel a need to fulfill the story trope mm-hmm. and a story trope is the opposite bigger people attract mm-hmm. and it comes to back to the the chosen one myth that it's it's more satisfying to the general public to fulfill the trope and and not to compliment you or anything but we are more sophisticated viewers and and takers of of art. You and I like you and I like all the pretty horses, which is a more interesting story than yeah. I, I don't know the Karate Kid again. This is this this is why I'm also not complaining about this being another book about it's Harry, Harry, Harry Potter is forced to do like is like hey by the way this huge thing that happens it's centered on you Harry Potter because essentially it's like it's Harry Potter whatever I'm yeah. not complaining about that it 
It's so, like your objection to uh, Kenneth Branagh's Cinderella. Yeah. It's, <laughs> well, don't get mad at Cinderella for being Cinderella. It's it's me realizing... I No, my, I'm only realizing that I guess I don't like Cinderella. That's fine. <laughs> and for me, it's like, it's like no, I understand. Well, of course, Harry... I can't complain about Harry Potter being itself because it's fucking Harry Potter. It's Harry Potter. You know, it's like... It, it's it's like alpha and mo- it's the modern alpha hero's journey yeah but like but essentially i'm i'm always gonna say it's like yeah but these are the reasons one of the other things i really wanted to get into and i'm sorry i know two this, hour this episode is, this is, this is, essentially it's a two Dude, hour let's episode. go for a full three let's make it happen all right all right real, all right real quick seriously um let's, let's send comedy bang bang like running for its back <laughs> we're gonna do it this is a 10 hour this episode 10 hour episode this one it's just about fucking it's harry potter, potter. hey Goblet let's do it fire. well okay no real quick i'm sorry I want to say this because I always think about this, and another thing, another another detriment to sure. this is that I've always said, like, it's like, I've always, you've known this, I've probably said this to you a dozen times that I've known you, at mm, least. In the fucking 20 years I've known you? And you've probably heard me say another three dozen times to other people with you around. Yeah. Um, that I've said, like, yeah, it's a book about wizard school, I'm good. You say it on air every time. Yeah, I do, right? <laughs> so, like, yeah, like, and I'm, I, and, like, for me, kind of trying to be, like, I'll try and get into this. And I've always been like, yeah, but you know, I don't like, I, I asterisk asterisk. Mm-hmm. I don't like magic. Um, when I meant to ask, I, so is, is your objection to the to the method? Well, what's the difference between being a Jedi and being a wizard? Here's the thing. Actually, I, I was gonna, I was holding this back. Uh, Red Letter Media, Rich Evans from Red Letter Media, has sure. this really fantastic point where he hates the Force because he just goes like, I hate the Force because in Star Wars, it's like this really lazy easy way they get through like plot points or whatever That's where like, a very they just, fair point. they'll just be like oh it's a force i've never really complained about so many of these things in star wars because it's like people are always like it's a force and it's like yeah whatever yeah no that's an excuse but um, i'm sorry but in in this in particular so like when i say i don't like magic i feel like in a lot of things i don't like magic. when i play skyrim i never play as a magic user man i'm always a thief or a barbarian yeah I, that, I, i'm a very dexterous person when i play dark souls not a magic user um, you know, like that's, I don't have an interest. However, there are some fan, the f- few like really fantasy stories that I like, mm-hmm. um, do have magic and about magic. Such like as what? Such as, for example, the Witcher series and also Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell. Mm-hmm. Now, Witcher, uh, has poignantly as like a whole system based around how magic works. And it's like really karmic where it's about like to create something, you must take away something else. You, you know? know, I really wish not to make this a very whip around focused episode. <laughs> okay. Hi guys. I really hey. wish you and I could like sit down and watch full metal alchemist because that's oh, a perfect Jesus. example. I mean, <laughs> it's a perfect example of the idea that a magic system is not an acceptable storytelling device unless there is a cost. Yeah, um, and don't get me wrong, maybe I don't remember this. Did, like, Harry Potter, like, establish... No. It's just, like, you say a word and magic happens, right? Yeah, no, and, and like... It's like the Force. It's, yeah, or it's like, it's like, uh, Fast and the Furious. It's, <laughs> if you stop and, qu- if you, if you demand a logical reason why any of this mm-hmm. could happen, then you're not gonna enjoy it. Yeah. And, but that's not to say I don't, I don't disagree with you, because the, the, a, 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 a consistent magical like setup uh-huh. that having a baseline understanding of reality is essential for for fantasy mm-hmm. and this one 
there's so much emphasis put on the banking and the countries and the mm. schools and magic is always just magic. Where does the food come from? <laughs> do they, do they, is like, if you're the, if the Weasleys are so poor, can't they just make their yeah, own food? Wh- what is the, what is the deal? Do they violate the law of conservation of matter and, or are they summoning things? <laughs> Who is poor in this world? Uh, yeah. Ag- Where does the night bus come from? Uh, ag- again, ag- the, uh, this is one of those things where it's like I can't get mad at being it being Harry Potter because yeah. it's like Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Like I don't really, I can't really be like I don't want to hand I don't want to nitpick yeah. too much of like the you, world because it's, it's not like, fun to do that. It is goofy. I feel like also especially with J.K. Rowling thing, it has like that great uh, uh, heritage of like like British like nonsense poetry and storytelling, yeah. and that's what it, that's like the names and like mm-hmm. the worlds. A lot of the humor comes from that, where it's like it's like absurdist. Yeah. So like it's like whatever the magic is magic, and it doesn't mean anything. I, th- right? I think it maintains enough yeah. balance that like magic can't fix everything. Yeah. But you're still left with like logical loopholes. That's it. Yeah. It's like the, the force. Bigger, bigger. It's yeah. It's like force the, healing's a thing. It's like since for, when? Force healing's the thing. And since my, Knights of the Old Republic. My reaction is like, eh, whatever. I think it was in the video games. I'm curious to shit. Yeah. I don't even know if the tickling the count. But you know, uh, okay. So magic, right? The one thing I wanted to say, and I've, oh, and I've, I've said this, like ten years ago when I first read it. Sure. And I'll, and still as a grown ass man reading this, being like, yeah, uh, Jonathan Strange and Mister Norrell, right? Yeah, please. That is that is a tome of a book. Um. That is basically about like two uh two Englishmen in like the I think eighteenth century, I think. I think so. Napoleonic Wars when was that? Uh it's nineteenth century, eighteen hundreds? It's like early nineteenth century, I think. I think so. I think so. But um Tweet at Daniel it, at Top Gallon Radio. It is historical fiction where it's like it's like two guys during that time basically revive revive English magic and like this like long dormant thing that it basically in the start of the book, in the most awesome way, uh it's basically resorted to like men in a room basically discussing theoretical magic and if if you were not doing that you were like like scoffed at right sure but like magic returns whatever it's a really fucking fantastic book it's really long it's great and she's finally coming back with a new book this year yeah Susanna. yeah poor woman going through like i think like uh, she has fugue or whatever um sure (laughs) but but anyway uh but like it's magic that is that is that is a book that is like about magic Mm -hmm. that has this beautiful kind of system and like how it works is so fucking cool like i like reading that i was like i like this but i'm not supposed to like magic but i like this right well but because she takes it seriously she takes it seriously she in like she explains it very well and the cost and the story's about that we're basically full metal alchemist i don't know what that is uh but the the, how it works is that in that world there's like there's the humans and there's also elves and elves are basically like essentially these bizarre humanoid creatures from another dimension essentially that uh-huh. are that, where like humans are very little magic and elves are very high in magic right sure and basically because in that world and this is what the entire story is about is that magic is uh, uh, proportionate to insanity so humans are cool. very sane but we have very little magic in us elves are very high in magic but they're insane that's a really really great concept and that's i love that and that story jonathan strange uh, he is so desperate at the end that he literally goes insane so he can, I think, bring somebody back from the dead or t- I forgot what it was. Actually, it's <gasps> Like a, a full metal alchemist? I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but like, that's, that's what that story is about. And like, no, I love that. And, uh, see, that's, the, if you could reduce your, 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 
your systemic world into a system of math. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, we, you, you particularly always rail against Lovecraft. And for me, the, the, the appeal of Lovecraft always is you can't emphasize how fantastical something is mm-hmm. without emphasizing how boring the world is. Yeah. That you can't be driven insane by how crazy Cthulhu is unless you establish how real and mundane the world actually is. Yeah. And and you like how like something fantastical happens and then you realize just like the real practical effects. Mm-hmm. Um in that in that book, one of the great things about like describing what like the first like t- like two thirds of that fucking book is about, right? Jonathan Strange. Jonathan Strange is that uh Jonathan Strange at some point uh, in order to support the English uh, he goes like he's Eddie Marsan? He's trying to no uh, he's, he's, Mr. he's a Mr. Norrell. Um actually Norrell? a really great Mr. Norrell, sorry. I keep I, saying I don't Norrell. Really. Actually, to be honest, I don't. Remember. I watched the pilot with you, and I loved it. I rewatched the pilot, and also I didn't like it as much. It's really, really it's really fast paced, and I don't oh. like that. Anyway, um, but uh, but one of the okay, but there's a thing where Jonathan Strange is trying to work with like the the English Empire during their fight against against the Napoleon army, and he's just trying to figure out like how he can use magic to help the military because sure. everything is like I could do that. Oh, that's not going to work because of this. Um, basically, so he has this thing. It's like, oh, here's all these dead. French soldiers, I can bring them back to life, necromancy, and we can find out everything like from them, right? So he does that, and even though like like ev- like Mr. Norrell would be like, "You did that? That's stupid!" Like <laughs> because Jonathan Strange does this, they get all the answers from that. However, Jonathan Strange is now left with five men who are brought back from the dead. Like mm-hmm. they are essentially walking corpses who who can like talk and like are like, what's going on? What's happening? And he's losing his mind because he's like, what do I do with this shit? Like, I don't know what to do. Kill him again. But then he he's not a murderer. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 so to tie it all back. Yeah. Um, the world of Harry Potter is not <laughs> meant to be scrutinized. Yeah, it's 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 not. it's not, which is a shame because I think that, like, for all of her writing Fantastic Beasts books, mm-hmm. for claiming that Nagini was always a human, mm-hmm. do you know what I would really want is for Joe to go back and justify all this with a fucking textbook of how magic works. Her Similarian. Her so yeah, <laughs> if she wrote a Similarian, I'd be really into that because. The, the, the world of magic, the, the emphasis in this is the hero journey, mm-hmm. not the system. And there yeah. are plenty of stories that are about the system and not about the journey or equal parts and who knows how actually entertaining they are. Yeah. But for a phenomenon this big that opens itself up to scrutiny, it's like the force. Either you keep it so vague and you make sure you and you just let it overlap and let it be like myth mm-hmm. or you nail it down yeah and and again like i that's it's not so much a nitpick i'm not saying that's a fault of this book naturally yeah. as we said it's like well harry potter is harry potter it's not about it is what it is it's not about the world it's not about map drawing nor yeah. do i necessarily want it to be about complain about the forest all you want it's gonna be its own thing yeah and I've, that's how i've always gotten into the contentious argument with several people about how i always say like you know star wars is like fantasy not science fiction yeah it's space I, opera i've i've ha- anyone who wants to claim it's, it's sci-fi is fucking wrong yeah my brother <laughs> no he's been like he's like what it takes place in space i'm like yeah yeah and it's he's like s- what are they flying around in and i'm like spaceships and he's what's, like, what's what's dune to and you, he's brother? like he's like yeah and i'm like yeah that's like that's that's not science. No, I mean, it's fantasy. It's, it's fantasy. Like, there's no... should, should they be in a fucking airship like in Final Fantasy? It's not like du- like Dune is more science there fiction. There's literally nothing speculative about about Star Wars. Yeah, th- there's something 
there's something more speculative about uh dune but it's more like a socioeconomic yeah with spice and whatnot Uh, essentially like you know it's about the middle east and like like the western kingdoms you know Uh, uh, politics but like uh uh, contagion is a science fiction because it's a story it is a realistic take and like a what if about about a contagious fucking thing and whatever you know sure star wars anyway so anyway so jesus gabriel yeah let's actually wrap this up three years of this daniel three years of this uh gabriel we drank this whole bottle of kava did we (laughs) we did oh jesus all right gabriel yes daniel so uh harry potter part four uh Uh, so final thoughts like what is your returning to this what is this what is it like for you do this one again this is the first one that starts to touch the line of Harry being a human being, mm-hmm. which I like. I, I just I just wish that it wasn't so convoluted in terms of the mystery. Mm-hmm. That like I think the mystery is dumb. I think that the reveal like was li- like listeners were any of you literally like I knew it. It was Barty Crouch, or were you like me where I was like, who the fuck's Barty Crouch Jr. What? It's a fucking hard name to say to you, Barty yeah. Crouch. I read this book in at Boy Scout camp in the year 2000, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, I borrowed a friend's copy. And I didn't remember all the fucking loopy-ass details of the mystery. Yeah. And that, that that's not a positive. Um, the story's great. The adventure's great. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the, the Triwizard events are great. It's all cool. But, like, analyzing it again as an adult, it's like, you're stringing younger minds along for the adventure when your story doesn't actually make any sense and it's fine i'm not mad but it's 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 complaining about you know uh, how slow star wars was sure and like and and rereading book five that's buoyed by the fact that harry's pissed because he's a teenage boy who doesn't understand why everyone's lying to him Mm -hmm. and that's and you are completely even when he's making the wrong decision you're like yeah, no, I'd be that mad. It, it, you're reading, you're reading Harry Potter and a Child's Return, and you're like, "Well, why doesn't he just do this?" Yeah. There are endless moments where you're like, "But that's if you if you want a real a story of a human being having a realistic reaction to things, it's not in the first four books." All right. But you see <clears throat> inklings in this one. This is one of my least favorites, to be honest. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I don't really care for this one too much. So like uh, the 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 first. Four, you don't care for as much. Um, I like. I think three is the best example of the cla- of early Harry Potter of yeah. of a fantastical child story. Mm-hmm. Four is a transition period that I think doesn't hold up as an adult. Because like, really, I remember so strongly this feeling of like, wait, Cedric's dead? What? Like, she managed to lose me repeatedly. The uh-huh. mystery didn't hold water. And by book five, I was like, oh, okay, I get it. This is about anger and youth and your destiny. Yeah, like you can see that start to like the whole Cedric thing. It's like I didn't necessarily question him. Also, speaking of like the the plot or whatever, I, like yeah, what so, are your final thoughts, Daniel? Uh, halfway through l- listening to the audiobook, I because like I'm not always paying the most attention. Sure, you're playing Bloodborne, uh, or like I'll be like on my walks, and at some point I'll be like, oh, I've been walking like in my mind the whole time. <laughs> I have a book going on in my head. Um, so like, yeah, no, I'll have to like wiki things. I'll wiki the story, and I'll be like. And I'll look it up, and I was like, "Who's Barty Crouch? What? What the yeah. fuck is that?" I, I, this is my only my third time reading this one. Uh huh. 
and I think I read it once when I was a child, uh-huh. again in college, because I had nothing better to do, and this is my third time, and I was looking for all the Barty Crouch hints, and I'm like, that's not... If this was a murder mystery, I'd be like, who the fuck is this? Yeah, it's that fucking that, that, that guy you see briefly carrying a suitcase or something like that. Yeah, yeah. it barely worked. Um, I, it I, doesn't work. I, I would say, like, the movie almost did a better job with that part because they really make it aware that, hey, here's David Tennant and he's clearly very shady. Mm-hmm. Um, you see him doing very shady and he looks crazy. Um, uh, that's the only thing the movie did better. LZ. Uh, and I guess Malcolm Gammon shouting at people. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's... um. Like it, it's one of those things. Where, like it didn't really, it didn't really catch me. I like the little moments that are throughout here. They're f- fun. They're f- they yeah. Sh- like it has a has a pleasant sense of humor. There's the dance and Madame Maxine, and all that is so much better in the book than it is in the movie. The movie felt very like it's trying to be angsty and like kind of like playing for a big audience. They were in like, a rush and they had to please everyone. It, it, yeah, and so like again, I don't want to complain and talk about the movie. Too if much, anything, the only movies I thought were an actual improvement are Last the. Story? The Deathly Hollows. I didn't see six. Four? Last four, I guess, yeah. <laughs> well, last two. Okay, the last, just the Deathly Hollow ones? Yeah, I, okay. I never saw Half-Blood Prince. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I never I never bothered. Yeah. There was well, a point where I stopped caring. I, I was assuming that, like, maybe the David Yates ones get better or some damn thing. Yeah, no, they're not bad. I mean, yeah. I remember, like, I, I'd be curious to rewatch five, because mm-hmm. that was my favorite, and I, I was annoyed at the things they skipped. Uh-huh. But um, seven and eight are the first ones, I believe, where they make significant, like, cuts and smart choices mm-hmm. that actually like tell a story in images mm-hmm. and in moments better than saying like really strict at a text all right uh, anyway daniel it's time uh, to wrap up our show yeah. where is your hazy memory my hazy memory years from in now. honor of our dear friends in the whooper on podcast shawnee be horny shawnee be horny uh uh being like damn who's that oh clements pezzi shit yeah yeah not yeah, uh, that's her easy memory. What? Clemens Posey <laughs> from from the movie. I was being like, damn, she's gorgeous. She's and beautiful. I was, I was like, she's a villa. And I'm very happy that she's uh, the actress was like in her 20s. I'm sure she's supposed to be playing like 16, uh, 17, 16, something like that. I was like, she's not that young. Come on. Yeah. She's like, no, she was like in her 20s, whatever. But um, uh, the from the book itself, um, yeah, the sockets thing I actually like quite a bit. I like yeah. that where he's trying to be like, I'm a huge fan of of you guys. Yeah, I collect sockets. Arthur's great. It's like, oh, that's a fun little touch. Um, and also, again, uh, also I really like uh, like again, Her- uh, Her- Hermione, Hermione, Dan Harmon, uh, Dan Harmon is so charming <laughs> in in the books. Like, I love the moment with like after she gets her teeth fixed and whatnot. Yeah. And like, and she, and like, she, you can clear it's like that moment where like people are like the boys are noticing her being like, oh, hey, I, your, your teeth there. Like they're, they don't express it, but they're being like, oh, you're kind of attractive. Like yeah. you're this attractive, attractive entity now. Uh, mm. As you, and like, I like that. And I was like, oh, that's charming. And Hermione's super into it. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> Gabriel, what is your hazy memory? Oh, man. What is what is your hazy memory? From book four? From book, Jesus. Book four of Wizards School. That's a good question. I don't know. I remember a lot of it. Again, I'm trying to remember reading it in Boy Scout camp. Because all I wanted to do was sit there and read the book. Mm-hmm. And then I, we had to go out and do, like, fucking, like, fishing class or first aid class. But, like, the Boy Scouts suck. I really hated being in there. Most friends. That was friends. your hazy memory. <laughs> <laughs> um... I think I remember most l- thinking that Mad Eye Moody was such was a great like character, mm-hmm. and then feeling confused and betrayed, not in the way 
she wanted me to as a reader mm-hmm. that it wasn't him that felt like a rug pull that was like a that wasn't justified uh-huh. and I didn't buy it and then being like oh so it wasn't him alright it was fucking David Tennant it was that guy yeah it was Barty Crouch Jr Pretend- ah! pretending somehow very well to be mad at yeah, me. Yeah, was, was Barty Crouch Jr. also fucking like Marlon Brando? Because he also seemed to be pretty crazy. Yeah, he was a crazy uh, guy. He was a really good actor. It didn't hold water. I don't know. I, I remember that the challenges, specifically the water one, I really liked. Mm-hmm. And yeah, um, I remember just liking it enough as a kid and reading it again now being like, this is not that good. Yeah. Like it's it's a it's an author maturing along for characters. Mm-hmm. It's not that good. All Book right. five coming up soon. That was Wizard School parts one through seven. That was part, part four. Four. The Goblet of Fire. Yeah, I was thinking like uh, you said five. I was like, wait, this isn't five. This is four. No. Yeah, okay. One of our longest episodes in a very long time. Oh man, fuck you, Harry Potter. Yeah, and oh, also, Jesus. fuck you, Wizarding World. I mean, I just want to say <laughs> that. Like, yeah, that app was just not good. Wholeheartedly, just like fuck you. I mean, you're clearly a Slytherin. I had to sign up for that. Eh, not necessarily. Yeah, you're a Slytherin. Not, I'm not that much of a Slytherin. You're a Slytherin. Well, are, again, I said this every time. Like, are Slytherin just asshole villains? Like, no, oh, they're just they value self-preservation and cunning. Is there a more positive words for them? Sure. <laughs> um, they value um uh, um like self preservation and cutting, and it's like yeah, that, so <laughs> so is Ernst Blofeld. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, they value um uh being crafty and clever. All right, sure. And loyal. You're a fucking Gryffindor. You're a Gryffindor because you're brave. Because I'm brave and I'm bold. Yeah, you're and you're daring. And I'm daring. I really thought it was Hufflepuff. And you're brave again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fucking app. So the hat, I think like the the seriously the hat was hitting on you. I mean, it really. Let's was. be honest. It was I was very incomplete. It kept on. asking me to tilt the camera lower when I took a photo of myself. And it's like it kept saying, "It's like, listen, man, as a hat, I don't really get around much. So like, it's yeah. really nice to meet new people." Yeah. Hey, can you when you take this photo, can you turn around and arch your back a little? And I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Is that what you do with your women? You're terrible. Yeah, I'm a monster. Didn't you hear the beginning of the episode? Gabriel! Yep! This is the end of the show. Gabriel, oh my God, uh, yep. so next week we're going to be doing Pride and Prejudice. Yeah, we're back to the Strand 80. Uh, Strand 80, right? Yeah. Uh, Strand 80, Pride and Prejudice. I have the audiobook. I'm going to be listening to Kate Beckinsale. Read it to me. Tight. Uh, Gabriel? Yeah? Do us a favor. Can you plug? Oh my goodness. Um, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't done it already, please check out Self-Evident Asian America Stories. It is a cultural, her- it is a cultural heritage documentary podcast <laughs> about the Asian American experience. I produced and wrote episode three, the talk we were supposed to have. I'm very proud of it. Uh, it was on the AV Club, so check that shit out. Um, give this show a single button press. Forgot to do that. Huh? I did. Yeah. Um, so whatever app you're on, if you are driving, if you're not, not for driving, if you're on your phone, if you're driving, just, just to review, (laughs) (laughs) review while you're driving, don't wait for a red light. No, seriously, do not do that. Do not do any of your driving. If you are on your phone, if your hands are free, if your attention is free, press one button. That's all we ask. Press one button to support our show. Press subscribe. Press like. Press a star count. And if you can be bothered to write a review, Daniel and I need you to grow this show, and we'd love to just, you know, engage further. Mm. Um, if you write a review, we'll mm. read it on air, because we love you. And follow me on Instagram at read.richards. We like reading a book.
Daniel. One of my favorite jokes from uh, Flight of the Conquerors I still use this day is that one t- at the end of a show, uh, Brett goes, uh, uh, yeah, from, what is the other one? I'm sorry, Brett. Jermaine. Jermaine. It's like, from, Jermaine. from me and Jermaine, have a good night. And Jermaine just taps in and like, mutters something and goes like, oh, uh, from just me, have a good night. <laughs> um, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Top Gun Radio, but I'm mainly active on Instagram at Slow Readers. Hey! You can buy my fiction right now at all ebook retailers. The Shadow from the Deep and A Cook in the Kingdom. And totally. also you can buy the physical paperbacks on Amazon. And that's the end of the show. Daniel, happy three years. Happy Listeners, three years. if any of you have been with us for the entire three years, wow. Um, Jesus. Thanks, Sabrina. Yeah, thank you, Sabrina. <laughs> Good luck out there in, in, in New York. Everyone uh, stay alive and wash your hands. I I'm, I pretend not to be incredibly worried about Sabrina and all the and Eve and all our friends in New York. Right yeah, now. oh my God, dude. Uh, just because it's very worrisome anytime you hear anything about the, the realities. The Surgeon General there. said today, Americans, brace yourselves. We are gonna. This is going to be our Pearl Harbor 9-11 week. There are going to be more deaths than ever this week. Everyone stay safe. Yeah. Read Harry Potter 4 and 5. Happy. Don't read that. Read Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell. It's a really good breath. Sure, I'll do that too. All right. Bye. Bye. This has been a Top Count Radio production. Executive produced by Daniel Gonzalez and Gabriel Mara. For more shows and information, go to topcountradio.com. Top